This product contains strong language, intense violence, two dudes resisting the urge to make out with each other, and excessive discussions related to poop and wieners. The Tilted Casuals podcast is rated M for mature. Surviving, thriving, and surviving. How about you, baby? Uh, the exact same. But also, don't forget, saving a fuck ton of goldfish. Hell yeah, dude. We're back at it again, man. There was a because lot. Because of course, of course, that's why it's been so long since we've recorded. Yep. <clears throat> Non-stop <throat> goldfish flushery. It's been insane. I think it's because, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Saturdays in retrograde or some shit like that. Something like that. There was like a yeah. big carnival. A bunch of people won them. Didn't need them. It's terrible. Yeah. They had it for like two seconds and then realized, oh, I can't really do anything with it. Oh, well, bye. It's literally a fish. <laughs> it is literally a fish. Adios. Oh, well. Live and oh, learn, man. I guess. I guess so. Luckily, though. Flushed. Yeah, that's what's, what's, it'll happen to us one of these days. We'll get it's flushed. True. By God. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's like a water slide. <laughs> Hopefully. A dark, stinky water slide. You know. mm. But Ooh. luckily, despite the, the big-ass gap, uh, it's still spooky season, so we can still talk about spooky things. It is. And we shall. <clears throat> we shall indeed. Um do we have anything we want to talk about beforehand? Like, honestly, despite the big gap, not a whole lot has happened. <laughs> Nothing. No. Um, no, nah, I mean, because I had seen Saw 10 since... No, I talked about it last time uh, in the last episode, so... Yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a minute. Spider-Man just came out, but it's too soon to talk about anything, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't really do that yet. Um, I've been playing Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, it's on Game Pass, and I've been enjoying the hell out of it. It's a very good game. It's a fun game. It's it's different. I remember uh, it was on sale a while back, and I debated it, and then I was like, eh, I don't know if I'll play it. And then eventually it came to, to PS Plus, and mm-hmm. I downloaded it, and I tried it, and I was like, I could have bought this game. This is, yeah. this is cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I put... Uh... I put a bunch of hours into it. I I forgot to look last time, but after my first session, I put like four and a half hours into it in one sitting. But that was a couple of sessions ago, so I'm probably close to 10, 11, 12 hours into it. And I'm just in chapter three. <laughs> so Yeah, not, there's a lot of I'm shit. Usually, yeah, I'm usually not super keen on like open world RPG type stuff just because it can get really overwhelming for me. But I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's just like the layout. It doesn't feel open, if that makes sense. Like it, it, it still feels kind of contained and linear. But 
there's just enough stuff off the beaten track to explore and collect that it still counts as like an open world uh, sandboxy type game. Yeah. Um, and with the fact that you can like traverse onto onto rooftops and like glide down and stuff, it's it's pretty fun. It's almost like it it makes you feel like a superhero, like it's kind of like a superhero simulator, but it's like steeped in Japanese culture and Japanese mythology, which is really super interesting. Yeah, um, I love. I it. wish more games did shit with that, but it takes place in modern day Tokyo, which is an awesome setting. You never see that. In a game like this, you know, I mean, you see it all the time in, you know, like Persona games and shit like that, but not in a true first person open world action game like this. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air, honestly, compared to, you know, more fantasy style open world games like Legend of Zelda or something like that. But, um, I won't talk about too much about it because I imagine I'll bring it up in a future episode we're doing on, um, scary sequences and not so scary games because this game can get kind of spoopy sometimes even though i wouldn't call it a horror game but that is something new that i've been doing and i'm enjoying it a lot so if you have xbox it's on xbox game pass and if you're like me and have heard kind of decent things about it but wasn't for sure uh check it out i highly recommend it it's really cool it's really it's a really pretty game too and uh it's beautiful yeah i think i like the mechanics behind how you like perform the attacks and captures and stuff like that it's really unique mm-hmm. um, oh yeah it's very feel, colorful it's, feels good yeah it's so pretty and like vibrant for like i guess like the gloomy atmosphere like the setting of the game itself it's a very like colorful poppy game which is it's pretty cool yeah it, it, it helps it helps like all the spells and stuff really stand out yeah and it, it's yeah, it's it's definitely different and like like you said if i feel like uh that setting does not get used as much as you would expect it to, which is really weird because we have like, like the the Yakuza games, I guess, are the closest that we get where they take place in like yeah. mid to late nineties, but that's still not even like fully modern day, and it goes back right. to like the samurai ages now technically. But I think, um, I guess, I guess the first like a dragon game um, was the most modern, but I don't I don't remember how far into Tokyo that got. I forget what region that was exactly based in yeah i'm i didn't get that far in like a dragon but yeah this is like heart of tokyo and yeah and which is I awesome wonder, I, it's so cool i'd like to go in and see if how accurate it is if they like you know t- actually took a map and like scanned stuff in because it's got landmarks you know like and and it's really cool. You'll collect things, and it'll give you like little history tidbits about like Japanese culture and stuff. It's actually yeah. a very educational game. <laughs> yeah, it's it was surprising. Yeah, but it's it's really fucking cool. It's 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 really fun. Combat gets repetitive a little bit, but it's fine. It's flashy enough, and the enemies are cool enough. Like there's some scary ass enemies in this game. Like the dude, the Slender Man enemy with the umbrella. When they're just like speed walking towards you, it gets creepy. It's it, the creepy it's, fucking it's really neat. Broken neck girl things too. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. I I like it a lot. It really is. Yeah, I think like yeah. like a modernized setting like that, like full scale Tokyo, like as big as how like the Spider Man games are getting, would be mm-hmm. really cool. Especially like with like a Japanese Spider Man in Tokyo. Oh yeah, fucking cool as shit. Watch the Spider-Man games are going to become like Assassin's Creed, where they have like a Spider-Man in each 
you know, major part of the world in different timelines and stuff. <laughs> Just make a whole multiverse for like the Spider-Verse as games. It'd be yeah. beautiful. It'd be tight. That'd be really cool. Yeah, definitely check but out yeah. the game. Ghostwire Tokyo. It's Very it's it's a lot of fun. It is. I don't hear. I think it, talk it, it about. got more hate than it deserved for sure. Because I remember when it came out, people were yeah. like, "Ah, this game sucks. It's boring. Blah 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 blah. Whatever." And that kind yeah. of it, it, it got away decent reviews. Um, I look. I looked up, and it, it got decent reviews, but it didn't like stand out. It's it very much flew under the radar. Yeah. Was, wasn't it published because it's by a very... Bethesda? Yeah, Bethesda, and it's made by Tango GameWorks, which did uh, The Evil Within and Hi-Fi Rush. So it's uh, not like an indie developer yeah. or anything. Hi-Fi is so good too. If you haven't played Hi-Fi Hi Rush, is go super play great. Game. Yeah, it's it's super fun. It's also on Game Pass, so. But yeah, it's it's just a shame because it's a very original game. I mean, so many games these days are. I mean, I hate to point it out because it is a fantastic game, but Spider Man is not original. It's based on an IP, um, and a bunch of other games are based off of existing franchises or existing media. Ghostwire Tokyo is as close to original as you can get. I mean, yeah, it's based off of like you know Japanese mythology and stuff, but like that's it's still really original. With this there's really there's no games that are really even doing that to begin with anyway. No, not really. It's like Ghost of Tsushima, I guess, is like the closest you can get <laughs> if you want to count that with like yeah lore and stuff like that. But that's more like realism as opposed to yeah, that's more historical, paranormal, this is... based off of creepy fucking folklore from Japan. Yeah, which they're shit. Fuck, they've got some, <laughs> like, they, it is. They have some creepy ass folklore. It's it's wild. Like you think, you know, American footlore, footlore, American folklore. <laughs> <laughs> American footlore is pretty wild, but folklore <laughs> is pretty tame. You know, we got Bigfoot. You know, we got Bloody Mary is kind of creepy, but it's just a woman in a mirror. But like Japan, they got fucking yeah, Mothman and shit. But J Japan, they got like an umbrella with a long tongue and a single leg. They got fucking ass demons. They got, they got everything, man. It's I was going to say, have you heard of like the ass monster thing? Yeah, it's literally, it's, it's a creature where its face is in its ass. It's, it's wild. It's so fucking weird, dude. It's bizarre. It's bizarre, dude. But it's, it's based uh. off of something with like, uh, how like the Japanese would used to believe like that, that your, your, your soul exited. I don't know. It was something with your soul. And that was the whole reason behind it. Like, it's like you, you yeah. read the lore. It's like, oh, OK, this makes sense. But like. What the fuck am I looking at, Japan? Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dude, this Japan, is an ass monster. <laughs> Japan has been around for so fucking long that they could just do whatever the fuck they want at this point. They've already done everything. They've had every single superstition and every single mythological monster. It's like <laughs> there's nothing else to do at this point. Literally, but make just, video just... games and big titty anime girls. There it is, Shereem, buttocks eye. <laughs> oh man! There was a can you, can you sh there's a game. What curse of the butt eye? What curse of the butt eye? And it came out on my birthday. What? The oh my fuck? god. There's no Dude, way that's a real we game. have to play this game. There, yes. 10,000%. There's no way this is... It's on Steam. It's only $4. Dude, 
Oh, dude. <laughs> Shirimei, Sh- 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 the curse of Butt Eye. The story of oh, Yokai called Shirimei. Did Mark play this? I feel like he must have. Dude has this got an 8 out of 10 on here looks very familiar. Or I've had a fever dream at some point. Shirimei, curse of the Butt I-, I bet you this is something that Mark's played. It it has to be. There's two. Oh, the second one's coming out. Okay. It's got positive reviews, man. That's wild. <laughs> oh my god. Chitty Bay, the curse of Budai. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's an actual Japanese mythological uh yokai. <laughs> that is incredible. It absolutely is. God bless Japan, man. <laughs> Kappa the- to Shiri Kodoma, Kappa and the small anus ball. <laughs> oh my god, look what the fuck is happening in this. Oh man, can you share your can you share your screen? Oh, is it not showing you? No, no, it's not. Oh, I clicked to show my whole monitor. It's not doing it. Oh weird. Yeah, no, I just I just see you and your beautiful face. Well, that should be fine. Well it is, but I also want to see want to see anus monster or whatever it is. No. Okay, hold on. Um, no, with that. No, I'm hearing the do, but nothing pops up. It's not streaming it. No. It says it's showing. I I don't see it. Click next to my name. Is there anything there? No. On Discord? There's nothing there? Oh, wait. There it is. Oh, my God. (laughs) There we go. Now he sees it. What the fuck, man? Because these green guys are in, in Ghostwire. Yeah, is, is it Kappa? I think. Yeah, I don't think the yeah. asshole men are in there though. Uh, probably not, but I, you'd I'd be you'd I'd be surprised. <laughs> so, for the people just listening, it's like a pond. There's some ghosts in the background. They look very concerned. One's pulling a mouth out of his mouth or an arm out of his mouth. I think it's his other arm. And then in the middle of the pond, there's a kappa. If you haven't seen them, they're like a frog thing with like a bird beak and they have like a bowl cut. And they are really viciously, fucking dumb haircut. Really dumb haircut. And this this kappa in the image is viciously, I'm assuming, trying to pull out the eyeball from the ass monster's asshole eyeball. Uh, his, his hand drowning. is like his hand is deep in that crack. Like, it's very deep, and there's leg hair. That anus. Yeah, it's a very detailed drawing. Yeah, this is something. If uh, if if you're if you're curious enough, just just Google uh Kappa to Shirakodoma. I'm not spelling it. Just guess. Kappa and the small anus ball. Imagine Kappa being a Japanese artist. Ball. Imagine being a Japanese artist and unironically, seriously, like for a job. Drawing that. <laughs> Dying, and this is the only thing they have to remember you by is anus ball. This picture is anus ball. 
and somehow becoming a legend in your home country for doing so. You know what? I welcome it. I wish that was me. Yes. This is legendary. I say this out of jealousy. Just imagine. Imagine if we could become cultural icons for drawing pictures like this. Man. If only. What are we doing with our lives, man? Nothing. Looking at it instead Absolutely of doing nothing. it. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Oh I'm going to make so, one yeah. where a finger comes out of a, a pee hole. Oh. Dude, don't say shit like that. It makes me hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Oh my god. Pinger. Pinger. <laughs> Amazing. Genius. <laughs> I'll buy it. Million bucks. Take it oh, or leave it. Man. Oh my god. So yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> it's a video game. It's a real life video game. And it's very good. So go play it. Can't promise you're gonna encounter a butthole eye monster though, but Yeah, maybe no, but there is, I don't know. I never beat it. Demon, so. There is a, a demon towel. Uh, a couple of them, at least. There um, is. There are some headless schoolgirls that karate kick you. Um, there sure are. And, yeah. And uh, there's literally uh, finger finger gun attacks. Kind of like a Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's it's satisfying, the combat, too, I think, when you're doing this. It's, it's really cool. It can get repetitive a little bit, but for the most part, it's it's it's, it's really cool combat. It's like Japanese Ghostbusters. Kinda, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> we were on a solo mission before Bizarre. Ghostbuster. Yeah, it's very cool. And as a matter of fact, when we're done recording, I'm probably going to play it some. So There you go. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to, aside from, you know, work and saving goldfish and whatnot. So. I feel you on that one, man. Yeah. All right. Well, if you are a, a, a Patreon subscriber and looking at the video portion uh, of this podcast, first of all, hello. Oh, you got to see That's my Riz face guys. before talking about foot lore. Oh, hell yeah. Um, as you can see, we have yet another tier list. It's quickly becoming one of our favorite things to do. Tier lists are just fun, man. I can't really explain it. They just are. They really are. Yeah. But... Uh, we're not doing games today. Don't worry, we are still a video game podcast. But given that we are on the cusp of 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 the spookiest day of the year, um, as of this recording, we are a week out from Halloween. Hell yeah! Uh, we're and since we do this half the time anyway, we're just going to talk about fucking horror movies, just straight up spooky, scary films, motion pictures of America and other countries. Hell yeah! Throwing the old spooky curveball hell yeah so and we're not necessarily ranking these in order of quality uh because when coming up with this list aside from maybe a couple of them we specifically pick movies that we that joe and i love so it'd be kind of hard to rank them in order of greatness because in our eyes these are all s-tier movies so instead what we've done is we are going to tier them according to the uh critics rating of them like I'm, I'm assuming we're just looking at Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, and we're going just by talking about how much we agree or disagree with their scores. I would think that'd be pretty fun to do. Yeah. So, and I'm sure at Hold some different. point we'll reference a video game in there just to keep with the keep with the branding. But works for me. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. We're very excited. Yeah, we also have to throw 
Um, I know we mentioned a penis already, but we also have to talk about poop at some point. That way, you know, everyone can can mark it off on their bingo card. Technically, we mentioned the, the poop slide when we all turned to goldfish. True. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and we talked a lot about buttholes, so. Yeah, we did. We were poop We were poop adjacent there for a little bit. More shall come up. As yes. People who oh, are absolutely. looking at this list can already see a very specific <laughs> movie that is centered around an asshole. Or two. Yes. Or three. Yeah, yeah depending on which one Exciting. you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I'm excited. All right, well. Without further ado, let's get into this fucking list. Well, just like it, it's it's alphabetized, so of course the first thing we have to talk about is is Alien because it's always number one in an alphabetized list. Um, yep. This is one that I picked, but I, it, or I'm sure Joe picked it too, honestly. But because we've already established, this should come as no surprise. This is one of our favorite movies of all time. We love Alien. We we love the Alien franchise as a whole. But specifically, usually we refer to the first movie, especially when we're talking horror, because the rest of them aren't necessarily horror. They're more sci-fi action with a little bit of horror. Mm-hmm. First movie is just straight up horror movie. It's it's a slasher movie in space, essentially. But instead of a masked killer, it's an alien that's killing everybody. So yeah. it's a uh, it's it's always going to be in my top five favorite movies of all time. Horror or not. Just Mine, too. In general. I think it's so good. absolutely. Um, I think it, it kind of has that, that Lord of the Rings feel to me where it's like Lord of the Rings, the, the second film, um, two towers is my favorite, but I've accepted that return of the King is the best one. And I think mm-hmm. alien can kind of be justified in the same way where I love the first movie to death. I think two can be justified to be a better movie because it basically does what the first one did but just adds some more stuff to it but it also depends yeah. if you're more in a horror mood or you're more in like an action sci-fi horror kind of mood. right yeah i actually kind of agree with that yeah because those two in general though like alien 2 is a phenomenal sequel it's one of like the few times oh, yeah. that like it actually does that especially for horror one of the movies. best sequels ever made yeah for sure because for horror movies it's like when you, when you look at like awards and stuff like that um like with the oscars and all that shit uh horror films are never really perceived to be like films unfortunately there's only like a small handful that have actually like you know made a name for themselves like silence of the lambs is one of the the few like most famous ones of all time and and the Mm -hmm. omen uh because they they won i don't know silence of the lambs won like eight oscars and had like six more nominations just because it was a phenomenal movie but it was mm-hmm. horror. And it's funny when you look into that movie specifically, the way it was justified is that the critics and the award people uh, officially determined it as a thriller movie. It's not a horror, <laughs> even though it's centered around a fucking serial killer and a goddamn fucking cannibal who yeah. eats his patients and shit. But yeah. sure, thriller, you're right. <laughs> That's not horrific at That's all. That's not fucking terrifying in any form. No, but that's dumb, man. Horde, Horde just doesn't get the respect it deserves from from the critics. It really doesn't, because like when you think about it, horror when it first started was only serious. Like we had no goofy shit at the time. Like back in like the fucking tens mm-hmm. and twenties or whenever you want to go back to consider like the first horror movie. But like when you look at like uh, old like like Dracula movies, which we'll we'll talk about eventually. Um, but 
they were scary because it was different and it was something new and it wasn't something people were used to and then as horror evolved and you know uh budgets went up and more technology was added to it i feel like the slasher genre when that started became the horror genre and when people thought horror they thought like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Where they're enjoyable. They're ninety-eight percent of them are terrible movies, but we enjoy them. Yeah, and yes. it put this like, like they made they made like the horror genre get like shunned because of it. Mm-hmm. When an actual good horror movie comes out, critics don't give a shit. They're like, oh, whatever. It's another ghost. It's movie. a horror movie. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like that's it. But you have a few far in between that got the recognition they deserved, but they're still. A massive amount that just have not, and I f- feel like they yeah. never will. But Alien is one of those movies that I I know for a fact people just fucking love the shit out of this movie, which makes oh, me absolutely. so happy because it's goddamn beautiful. It's it's a it's a masterpiece of a movie. It's 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 gosh, where do I even start? It's got excellent pacing. It takes a while for the alien to show up, but you're still like engrossed the whole time because the characters work so well with each other. The writing is very good. The setting is interesting. Um, the the set design and the special effects are really good for this being a movie from 1979. Oh, it's so um, cool the way they did it. Yeah, for this movie. It really and and the right? whole. Yeah, <laughs> everything <laughs> looks wet, and it's and it's retro futuristic, which I'm really glad that Alien Isolation, which is a game we've talked about in the past, kept that aesthetic because yeah. it's just it's so signature for this franchise. Like, I, that's why I feel like Prometheus and Alien Covenant um, just don't work very well as Alien movies because they don't have that same aesthetic. It actually looks like a future movie or like a movie about the future that was made in modern day. Yeah. It doesn't have all the old analog digital shit that the original movie has, which is wild because those movies take place a hell of a long time before alien does. So the, the aesthetics just don't match up. Um, so just from like a set design and aesthetic and atmosphere perspective, even before you get to the actual, you know, alien design and stuff, it's a very well-made movie. It's 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 iconic. Yeah, it really is. Um, they used a lot of lube in that film too. <laughs> so much, so much slime. Crazy. Yeah, like yeah. they they covered. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the, the guy who the, the xenomorph was a guy in a suit. Oh because yeah, because he was super tall and like really lanky, and it it worked out perfectly. But to keep that. A gross drippy thing. I, I they like just kept putting like KY lube and shit on the suit yeah. to make it just always moist. Yeah, let me, okay, I'm gonna try to just because I feel like we need to give him credit. Bolaji Badejo. Um, he was a Ni- Nigerian. Me. He was a Nigerian visual artist. He was known for playing the alien. He was six feet ten inches tall. Yeah, fucking huge. Yeah, dude. massive. And that was his only acting credit. That's the only movie he's ever been in. And and look at it. Fucking dude terrified people for fucking generations. Because Oh, my God. Well, yeah. he did it. It's insane. Because for the longest time, like <clears throat> watching the movie before I actually, you know, got invested in this kind of shit for like behind the scenes stuff. I always assumed it was half CGI and like, you know, like a puppet. 
Mm-hmm. But it was a fucking big ass dude, seven foot tall. It's a Nigerian dude in a suit, man, and fucking crawling around. It's crazy. Can't even believe it. It's so uh, cool, man. He he died really early on. He died in 1992. He was only 39. Wow, what a tragedy. That's really sad. So he was really young too when he was in the suit, then, right? Uh, yeah, he was, he was born in 53, so he was like 26, something like that. Damn. Yeah. A member of Ridley Scott's casting team just discovered him in a pub in Soho. That's they just saw how tall he was and was like, oh my God. You want to be an alien? This is our our alien. And the dude said, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Can't blame him. But yeah, so... Alien, if you have not seen it for some reason, please, dear God, this Halloween season, watch this movie. It's a masterpiece. It's a little bit slow, especially by today's standards, as far as, like, creature movies and stuff. So you might be a little bored to start out with, but please just bear with me. It's When you accept this movie for all that it is and look at it, especially through the lens of when it came out, it's phenomenal. It's such a good movie. Yeah, that's that's one thing to note about... Mike and I, when it comes to our our taste in horror, we have a very wide range of horror that we enjoy, but we both really love those nice, atmospheric, slow burn horror films mm-hmm. because they're always set up to where it's supposed to be slow, and then you get this like dragged out climax for the film, and then it's always mm-hmm. like bonkers shit for the last like twenty thirty minutes, and it's always yeah. worth it. There's a there's a couple of movies like that on here too. So yeah, we'll, we have, we'll talk we have a, a good handful <laughs> of those specifically. But like, I I just I love that shit, man. Like, I like just getting mm-hmm. drawn in, enjoying a movie, and then it going completely south towards yeah. the end, like out of nowhere, and just getting shit on. You almost movie. you almost forget it's a horror movie until like halfway through when the craziest shit ever happens. And yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call what happens at alien. Well, no, actually, the the chestburster scene is. You could probably describe it as the craziest shit ever. Because the cast didn't even know it was going to happen, which is the best part of that scene. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, the, the reactions you see when you watch that scene when uh, my guy John Hurt, rest in peace, uh, kicks the bucket. Um, the, their reactions are all legit because they knew what was going to happen from like a script perspective, but they hadn't seen like the prosthetics or anything or the special, so they didn't know necessarily how it was going to play out. So their reactions and stuff, especially when the actress who plays Lambert gets like splattered with blood, she didn't expect that. So that reaction specifically is, is, is very real. So just stuff like that, so man. It makes, and the, when that scene, when, when like Ripley is uh, investigating uh, this before the chestburster scene, but it's after the face hugger lets go of John Hurt and they're looking for it. And it like, falls down onto her i'm pretty i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that was a genuine reaction too because she didn't expect it to fall onto her like that that's amazing and side note is. sigourney weaver is a bad bitch dude she's so she, fucking good in these movies like it's oh insane. she's so good yeah she's like Even the perfect like final girl she is honestly she's one of the best final girls ever um her and sydney prescott are like yeah top two final girls of all time um but even though Ripley's character gets kind of torn to shit, like in the later movies, um, Ripley and Alien and Aliens, the first two movies is mwah, perfect. It's perfection. Yeah. Also, just the, the titles in those movies just gives you exact idea of like what to expect, which I love. 
they didn't give it a oh, number yeah. at that point yet, which is <laughs> this one alien, has one alien. and now there's aliens. <laughs> now there's more than one alien. <laughs> you know everything you need to know. <laughs> it's so subtle, but it's enough. It's great. It is. Ah, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, we suck this dick. We suck this movie's dick all the time. It's it's such a good movie. Um, and it, it, I imagine it's pretty high up on Rotten Tomatoes because it is a certified classic. It's it's yeah, an iconic it really film. Is. So, so I'm gonna guess it's somewhere in the in the in the nineties, maybe high eighties over time, but I'm imagining it's in the nineties. I guess we should yeah, let's guess first. I'm gonna say like eighty seven. Okay, I'll go I'll go ninety four just to just just to be on the higher end. Oh wow. Ooh, baby, ninety-eight percent. That's what I like to see. Are you oh kidding? My God, no way! I just said no. I do want more. Jesus you know, ads Christ. can be annoying, so let's keep throwing them at you. <laughs> Here's an ad about an ad. I don't. I don't want. Oh my God! All right. All right yet, yeah. right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ninety-eight percent critic response, ninety-four percent audience. So that's, that's exactly pretty, where I would have put it anyway. Right at the top, baby. universal. Yeah, universal acclaim right there. If you haven't seen this movie yet, which I don't, you know, yeah, it's old, but it's available pretty much anywhere. You don't really have an excuse to watch it. It's it's a certified classic for a reason. It's so very good. 100%. 98%. Yeah. Great movie. So, yeah, loads have been blown. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> All right. So this next one, I consider to be... My first horror movie. Now, I'm sure I've probably seen other horror movies before it, but this is the one that I remember affecting me the most when I was a lot younger. So when people ask me, hey, what was my first horror movie? I'll, generally, I'll say this one. It's an American Werewolf in London. Now, I haven't seen it in forever, but I still remember a lot of it just because of how much it affected me when I was younger. Upon later, like, you know, looking up stuff about the movie... I have realized that a lot of, that it's considered. I think it's considered a horror comedy. I'm not really for sure how, but I guess there are some parts that I forget that are more towards the comedic side. But mm. um, if you haven't guessed by the title, this is a werewolf movie. What? Where, yeah, uh, in London, it takes place in what? London. Uh, what, you two what, American mate? backpackers. <laughs> it's a werewolf, isn't it? It's a what? Oh, it's a werewolf. You got a license for all that, fur? <laughs> what well, he's got a bunch of knives in his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, I don't think any. I, I don't. I don't think any uh, English people listen to us. But if if there are, um, we love Fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that was Joe, not me. Um, don't turn into a werewolf and kill us. But yeah, these two American backpackers are in London. And they're in like they're backpacking through the countryside, um, and they stop at this pub. The people at the pub don't trust them because they're a bunch of rural country British folk who don't like outsiders, you know. Um, but they tell the dudes to don't leave the road as they're walking through the night, and they're in like this. It's really rural. There's a bunch of fields. This pub is like the only piece of civilization for miles. Um, and in the dark, they're walking. They're talking. They do eventually leave the road, and they don't realize it. I don't know how you don't realize that, because I feel like you would feel yourself leave the road, but oh well. Um, spoiler alert, they get attacked by his, by this huge wolf. 
Um, one of the Americans dies, and the other one survives um, because an Englishman from before um, shoots the wolf, which, cool, hero. <laughs> Hooray. Um, but it's a werewolf, so you know where this is going. Um, one of the reasons this movie really stands out is because the trans the first transformation scene about halfway through the movie is one of the coolest special effects scenes ever made. It's quite literally the only scene I remember from this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's definitely one of, it's definitely the most memorable. Um but yeah, just go to YouTube and look up the transformation scene from an American Werewolf in London. It is it's drawn out, it looks painful as shit. But it looks so good. When was this movie made? Hold on, let me let me see. It, I think it's eighties. I don't think it's a seventies movie. Yeah, it's. I think it's like mid eighties. Eighty one. Okay, so it's oh, pretty okay. kind of right early on. Yeah, dude, Wikipedia doesn't even list it as a horror movie. It says it's a nineteen eighty one comedy werewolf film. <laughs> they made werewolf. Dude, this shit scared. <laughs> this shit scared the the bejesus out of me. How is this not considered a horror movie? That's hilarious. Okay, it's it not horror, the, it's, I, it's werewolf. <laughs> it won the 1981 Saturn Award for Best Horror Film and the first ever Academy Award for Best Makeup. I can I can see that. The special effects and the makeup and the costuming are amazing in this movie. It's it's super impressive. So, yeah, at, at the very least, go watch the werewolf transformation scene. But the thing that really scared me about this movie was the, the, the howling sound. I specifically remember a lot of scenes where it didn't even show... It didn't show the wolf half the time. You just heard its howling and its growling. And it was... Again, I was really young when I watched this, but it scared me to death. Um, the howl... There was just... It didn't sound like a regular wolf howl. It sounded kind of off. I can't really... I can still kind of hear it in my head, but I can't really describe it. It's just... It sounded off. It sounded really eerie. But... Uh, it is a very bloody movie, too. Like, it's very hard r-rated movie yeah um plus there's a, there's a there's a shower sex scene so it's it's got to be r-rated but <laughs> wet boobies yeah. let's go i don't know if there's nudity in it but there's two wet adult covered boobies in the shower, let's go so <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so i really like this movie uh it has a special place in my heart because it was the, one of the things that introduced me to horror. Um, and even though I haven't seen it in ages, I still have a lot of scenes and the howling sounds are essentially live in my head rent free. I will never be able to get rid of them. And I have, and it's been, I first saw this movie when I was probably like seven or something like that. It's crazy. But I actually, Wikipedia says that it was a critical and commercial success, but I actually don't know the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie. But Let's find out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's probably 80s and up if it was critically acclaimed or well received. But yeah, I'll go with uh, 84. Okay, I'll do I'll do like 89. Damn, hey, I was right on the money. Liar! You saw it, <laughs> 89%. liar. No, 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 no. I sincerely didn't. Yeah, 89%. Oh God. Look at this. Uh, yeah, that is what won this movie an Academy Award. Man. 89% tomato meter, 85% audience score. Yeah, that's, that's about right. It's a really solid movie. 
I don't remember it being funny at all. It, it's like seeing it described <laughs> as a comedy and funny is like, what the fuck, man? I don't remember anything funny about this movie. I have to watch it again, I guess. It's been too long. I'll, honestly, I would really like to watch it again because I'm sure I would probably get a deeper appreciation for it. Yeah, I'm definitely due for a rewatch. It's been, I don't remember the last time I saw it. I was probably like 10. Yeah, it's been a long-ass time. But we both still remember it, so it has had a, it has a lasting impression. You only really, really need to watch it once. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But it's excellent. All right. All right, man, this next one's all you. Next one I threw on here. Uh, we talked a little bit beforehand. This is the one movie I put on here that I felt like it should be talked about, even though I genuinely do not like this movie at all. Uh, it's The Blair Witch Project. Um, so I'm assuming you've seen it. I have. It's been a long ass time, but I, I yeah. have seen it. I have come to accept that I am aware that this movie is. Uh, it's been aged poorly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But at the time when it came out, because it's, it was one of like the first like found footage films to really. Yeah, you know, this is put the itself OG on the map for anything. Film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it. It was smart the way they did it. It was done well to where they made it a horror film as a found footage film. Um, And it's based off of just a small group of people going out to investigate this rumor slash lore kind of thing about the the Blair Witch that lives in the woods. And uh, they go around the town, like around the surrounding area. Like, you know, they, they talk to people and get their opinions like, oh, I've never seen it before and all this stuff. And they get some little spooky stories and shit like that. And then eventually they just say, fuck it. And they kind of just, they go into the woods themselves to try to find it and document it on their own without worrying about like what everybody else in the towns has said about it. Um, And from the time they get into the woods, as time progresses, more and more weird fucked up shit starts to happen. Uh, Like I think the first thing that I can remember that happens is like when they go to sleep and they wake up and the trees are covered in the hanging little uh, like relic thing that the symbol of the witch or the weird twigs and the shape kind of thing. But there's like, mm-hmm. like a thousand of them. <clears throat> and she's like, Oh, why would you do this? Try to trick me. I don't know. They're like, how the fuck would I have time to do all this? There's 6,000 of these things. You think I just did this while you're sleeping for two hours? No. So little weird, right? Because how the fuck else could that have mm-hmm. happened? And then eventually it gets to the point where they find a house and one of the people is already dead. They get to the house. It's just the girl and a guy left. And uh, they just die. And then like the camera drops. And that's about all it is. And there's the infamous scene that's been memed to shit. Which, um, what scary movie was it? When they make fun of it. When um, she pans the camera back to herself. And she's like talking and crying in the dark. And she's like all teary and like snotty and shit. And it was like one of the scary movies. They redo it and she blows like a, <laughs> a booger bubble. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I can, I can understand at the time people being freaked out by this. Cause one, like we said, found footage films were just not a thing before. And then mm-hmm. they have it at the beginning where they say it's based off true events. This is like footage that was found in the woods, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, whatever. So you're going into it like, Oh my God, that's fucking crazy. Like, There's a load of, load of horse shit, but, I mean, people in 1999... Nothing, nothing happens. Nothing happens. No, it's boring. Movie. It's so, it's so, so such a, fucking boring. I can say that the first time I saw it, the, the ending did get me. The I thought the ending was really creepy. Um, 
But that's like the only thing I remember from that movie because everything else was nothing. Nothing at all happens. It's boring as shit. Yeah, like the ending. Yeah, the ending's abrupt. It's kind of like oh, like you know, it gets to you. But like mm-hmm. the rest of like, I don't know. I. It's like at the same time, I understand people are getting freaked out by it just because of the found footage and like the quote unquote actual story, whatever. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like, what are you afraid of? Like, what happened that scared you? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't, three people yeah. going into the woods, losing their shit, and then they just die. You don't even see what happens yeah. to them. I don't yep, know. It doesn't. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. But then it um, stemmed a whole bunch of other found footage shit, and like, uh, I think. Yeah, it's. Cloverfield it's, is probably the sorry. only found footage movie that I actually enjoy. Okay, but have you seen Chronicle? Um, I don't know. That's the superhero one. And it's found footage. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, it's 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 my favorite found footage movie. It's actually very good. I like it a lot. But yeah, it's it's fa- it's not horror. It's it's just like sci-fi action. But it's these three kids. Twenty twelve. Yeah, the the guy who directed the Fantastic Four remake did this movie, <laughs> which is part of the reason why I was hyped for Fantastic Four because I was like, oh man, it's the guy who directed Chronicle. I love that movie. We all know Fan how that works. Chronicle, Fan Forstick, yeah. But Chronicle <laughs> is a very good movie because it, it's it's entirely found footage and the the effects are very good for it being. I mean, obviously, I know it was it's it's not actually found footage, but. It looks like it's found footage, like someone just picked up a video recorder and recorded people with superpowers. It looks very cool. I'll have to check so, it out then. I haven't, I haven't seen yeah. it. I've heard the name. I highly recommend it. it. Yeah, it's it's my favorite by far, and I don't like a whole lot of found footage movies. There's a couple. There's one. There's another one on here that I actually really like, but Chronicle is like my favorite. It's a very good movie. So watch that. Yeah, yeah watch Blair that instead of Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> and Scarier Cloverfield. things happen in Chronicle than in Blair Witch. It's just so dumb. And then, uh, I don't know if you've put yourself through the pain of watching the sequel. Mm. Oh, my God. Didn't they make it's, a new one just recently? Worse. They Yeah, they, like, rebooted it. Um, I, been, I think like, it's just called Blair Witch. Eight or nine years ago now? Yeah. And then they made a game of it that went nowhere. The game wasn't. It was okay. I never finished it, but it, it was all right. But I don't know. The second movie I watched was Mar- ass. I watched Markiplier play it, and I kind of had the same thing. Like this is boring. What's going on? I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on and why this is scary. But you do get a dog. You do get a dog. That's true. Good old so, boy. That being said, it's probably very well received. I'm sure it has a higher score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to just say, like, 72. I want to give it, like, one, but... <laughs> I'm going to say somewhere in the 80s. I think this is going to be, just because of how revolutionary it is, I think it's going to be... Oh, yeah, 2016 was the remake. The uh, remake yeah. was... Blair it was Witch. okay. It was all right. I thought it was more enjoyable than the original one, but that's just because I hate the original one. So. Yeah. The Blair Witch Project. 86. Yeah, okay. 56% audience score. That's more like it. <laughs> that's yeah, even that makes more high. sense. Yeah, but 86. yeah, eighty mid 80s. That's about what I thought. Yeah, critics, man. Yeah, critics. I don't understand. They, they had love it, movies right? that we hate, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even then, that's like I feel like they got lucky. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Cabin in the Woods. This Hell is yeah. one that I actually had forgot to add on my list, so I'm really glad you thought of it. 
I fucking love this uh, movie so goddamn much. It's such a cool movie. I'm sure I think we've talked about it before, so it shouldn't come as any surprise. Oh, yeah. But we Sigourney love Weaver's this in movie. It. Yeah, the the queen herself. And Thor. And fucking Thor, man. It's a out of Marvel nowhere. movie. <laughs> it is a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's the origin um, of the first Thor movie. It is, yeah. Spoiler alert, he dies. Um <laughs> by, by like uh electricity too, when he hits the wall. Oh my zapped. god, yeah. <laughs> that is the origin story. It just fell straight down to fucking Valhalla. This is such a good movie. Woke up. <laughs> this is this movie is the biggest like fuck you in a good way because you go in thinking that it's just like another Evil Dead clone because that's exactly what it is. These teens go to a cabin in the woods. They're partying. They find this uh, um, uh, like cellar with a whole bunch of shit in there. There's monsters that come out. Yeah, same old, same old. But we have uh, the the dude, the dudes in suits. I don't even know if they're given names. Are they given names in the movie? I don't think so. Don't There's know. fucking uh, what's his name? Bill Whitford. Step Brothers. Oh yeah, him too. I'm gonna look up their act, their names because those I guys their names. make this. Those guys make this fucking movie. Like the main cast is is fine. They're fantastic. Bradley Whitford. Oh my god. Bradley Whitford and uh Richard Jenkins. Oh my god. It's so good. They're so fucking funny, man. And you don't know what's going on at first because it opens with them and they're in some type of like underground facility. It almost looks like they work at NASA and they're talking about like different projects going on in different parts of the world. So you're getting bits and pieces. But eventually, and this movie came out in like fucking 2012, all right? So, yeah, we're going to fucking yeah. spoil it. But 2011, yeah, so it came out 12 years ago. You know, if you haven't seen it by now, if you haven't gotten spoiled of it, spoiler alert. I, I'll put in a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Spoiler Cabin alert for all of these for movies. <laughs> for all of these, honestly. Like, come on. You, but th- what's the best way to describe this, Joe? It, like... It's it like deliver- what Scream it- did with slashers. This movie did with like, like paranormal. I guess I don't know. It, it was supposed it's, to be like yeah. a spoof on like a different genre of horror, but like did it better than the movies it was. Yeah, it's of. very meta in that the, the so Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford are two people who work for this undisclosed corporation that's essentially trying to stop the end of the world by engineering these stereotypical tropish horror movie scenes in order to provide sacrifices for these old gods that otherwise they will destroy the world. Yeah. Just saying that sentence out loud is like, what the fuck? (laughs) And Sigourney Weaver's like the mastermind. Yeah, it. and she it doesn't show up until up. the exact <laughs> like the last two minutes of the movie. With the fucking virgin thing. But it's just such a good idea for a movie because using pheromones and they're essentially like you know, they're like they're like hitmen or these people who just go undercover and they engine they engineer this whole trip for these college uh, kids. They pump pheromones into the cabin to get the girls all horny because they're supposed to be horny in a horror movie. Um, 
they have the stereotypical horror tropes. There's the, the the there's the horny blonde chick. There's the jock. There's the bookish virgin girl who's supposed to be the final girl. There's the weed smoker. All the the stereotypical horror movie characters. What's in a fucking um, retractable bong thermos? Oh, that's thing? the best, man. <laughs> that's the that's the fucking best, dude. Marty is the best character. He is. In, He's a fucking this movie. G. He's so good. I haven't. I don't even know who 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 played him because I have. I don't know him from anything else. Fucking Fran Kranz. I Fucking do not know. Plot twist with him like still being around and all that shit. Like when they were like, oh, the virgin yeah. dead and all that. It's shit. so cool because <laughs> his weed is counteracting everything. So the entire time, these people are doing because the the. Um, Chris Hemsworth is playing the dude who turns out to be the jock, but his character in the movie is not a jock. He's he's a genius, essentially. He's a big old nerd. He just looks like he'd be a football player. Um, but these pheromones make him a big dumb idiot to play in more to the stereotype because the gods demand sacrifices of like the warrior, the virgin, the jester, these old typical archetypes that have been around since human history, and they just kind of transcend it into the horror movie uh victim tropes um but chris hemsworth is turning dumb and jockey his girlfriend is turning to out to be is becoming this horny slut who she's not most of the time and fucking marty with his weed is just like what are you guys doing this doesn't make any sense this is not he's yeah, seen he's the, the only one that like yeah. is suspicious of literally anything yeah, and it turns out it is this big, big fucking conspiracy because these people underground are engineering this to be a ritualistic sacrifice. It's just like, oh my god! The and first they have time this, I, the scene too, where they start to panic because he's like following the fucking wire and he sees like the camera and all that shit. They're like, oh fuck, oh god, oh no, here it comes. Yeah, oh my god, ah, and all every single fucking scene that Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford are in with the underground facility is just—it's comedy fucking gold. It is the merman. <laughs> oh my god! I hate uh, to give Josh Whedon any sort of credit because he's a horrendous human being and he has turned so many things into trash. But my god, <laughs> Cabin in the Woods is just Cabin in the Woods is like it's so he, that and Buffy the Vampire Slayer are like the only two sol solid things he's ever done. It always makes me so sad to remember that they're his, and it's just like ugh. Yeah, it's it, way way to tarnish a legacy, but it's not just him. There are other people involved with this movie, so I'm trying to remember that. But yes. I wish I could erase this movie from my memory and watch it again for the first time because it's That's never how I always the same. Feel. It's rewatching it. I love rewatching this movie, and I love introducing this movie to to. I love introducing this movie to people. Like like when I showed my wife for the first time, my wife was interested because the dude who plays. Um, the the main girl's love interest, uh, Jesse Williams, he's uh, a Grey's Anatomy actor. So that's uh, how I got my wife to watch it. Because <laughs> um, she loves Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But I just love introducing this movie to people because none of them ever see it coming. It's no. such a huge surprise. And sure, it's a horror movie. It's got it's got so much blood, you guys. It's got so much blood and gore. It's just such a violent movie. I love it. But it's... It's got a very tight script. It's acted really well. It's written very well. It's hilarious. It's probably the funniest horror comedy that's yeah in a while. It's it's one of the funniest horror comedies. It's not um, even like overwhelming either with like the comedy. It's, it's like it's a perfect perfectly balance. balanced. Yeah, yeah, as all things should be. 
And everything, but, like all the horror God. stuff, like genuinely looks creepy and feels yeah. creepy too. The special effects are insane. They're, they're and it, they throw so much at you because there's a scene where Marty and the main girl. I this is how much of a good character Marty is. He's the only one whose name I remember. <laughs> I don't remember yeah, any other characters' names. All the times I rewatched it, same. <laughs> it's just Marty. Him and the main girl are going down in the facility because they discover it, and this elevator goes down in like this glass shaft for some reason. I don't know why this facility has a see-through elevator where they can just see everything, but. And it zooms out, and you can see hundreds of horror movie monsters just in glass case cages. Everything from your standard werewolves and vampires to fucking tree monsters. There's fucking homicidal clowns. There's mer people who apparently are the scariest things ever. There's a fucking unicorn that kills people in this movie. Oh, it's such a beautiful kill scene, too. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It. And here's the thing. Even though we're spoiling the hell out of this movie, it's still worth a watch. You still have to experience this movie for yourself. If you haven't seen it, again, I'm sorry if we spoiled it, but we gave you a spoiler warning. Still watch this movie because it's one of the best movies on this list. I can't stress this enough. Yeah, I agree. I've Definitely one of the movies I've watched the most times, too. It's, it's one it's of like, the most rewatchable, yeah. Yes. And I'm pretty sure critics agree with us. I think this was a pretty well, well received movie. Yeah, I think I think it did for the most part well. anyway. Uh I'll say 80 83. I'm going to say maybe 70s, maybe like 78 or something. I'm hoping I'm Holy wow. shit. Wow. Oh my 92%. god. 92%. Okay, I was closer to the wow. audience. The audience is a seventy-four percent, but still, that's a super high rating. I'm happy to see that ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit! I was not expecting that at all. Neither was I. That's great. I love. I love to see that. I'm here for it. Good job, critics. You got it. You got that one Ooh. right at least. <laughs> all right. So far, you kind of fucked up a Blair Witch a little bit, but so far, you're you're three and a you're th you're three yeah. out of four. So this should be odd down here. Off. Yeah. Oh, we did. We didn't. We didn't go through the tier lists. Oh yeah, do it. Okay, so there's five different sections, and each one is a bracket of you know increments of twenty percent. So at the very bottom, at zero to twenty, according to Rotten Tomato scores. So the very bottom, zero to twenty percent, is my penis is inverted. It is not just flaccid; it is the opposite of erect. Yes. If that is, if if it can, it is inside my body. Yes. Um. 21 to 40% is I'm limp and sad. It's just... It's, it's just on. there. <laughs> yeah, it exists. Like, yeah. Uh, 41 to 60% is blue balled. Uh, 61 to 80% is just a premature droplet. And then 81 to 100%, which so far, all four movies we talked about are in that range, is loads have been blown. And indeed, aside from Blair Witch, but that's our... That's, this that's is just not, us. You know, yeah, our opinion is different from the critics, but so far, all those movies, critics have blown their loads with this with these movies. So, again, three out of four, not bad. I'll take it. 75%, that's cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. All right. Evil Dead 2. Hell yeah. What a fucking movie, dude. <laughs> I love this movie. Unironically, so this is a great movie. It's great because you can use it as a starting point 
for the series, like if you actually yeah. wanted to, because it you don't even have to see the first one. The original, yeah, it 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 tells you what happens to the first one while also rebooting it and then just continuing, mm-hmm. which is great. But it's fucking great. I, I still recommend watching the first one because it was it was the movie that was still trying to take itself serious with mm-hmm. the series, and it's still it's a good movie. It's still very good. Uh, just you, it's the same thing as like you know some other ones where just the second one's just a little bit better. It does what the yeah. first one did, and then some. But this mm-hmm. is like this is like the movie people think of when they think of the Evil Dead series. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. This is just like the absolute bat shit, fucking bonkers Sam Raimi shit that everybody has grown like grown to love. Um, it's bizarre because you know if you're like if you're my age, if you're mine and Joe's age, and you grew up with this with the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, that's yeah. where I knew Sam Raimi from for the longest time. I think, oh, he's the Spider Man guy, but real ones. Real fans knew that Sam Raimi is not a Spider-Man guy. He's a horror movie guy, specifically sure is. Evil Dead. That's where he. I'm pretty sure he he and Bruce were like just out of film school. This is like their saw. Yeah, made for yeah. an extremely low budget. Just a couple of dudes who wanted to make a movie, and they went out and fucking made a movie. And they created like I think arguably the biggest cult classic like in history yeah it's a it's a yeah it's a huge cult classic there's like it's it's definitely gotten more popular over the years but i think for like the longest time this was like the hidden gem of like movies in general until i think when the reboot came out it really kind of reignited people's love for this franchise because the remake that came out in like 20 10 or 2011 2010, is yeah, really fucking good it's a very good remake it. i really liked it yeah i thought it did a pretty in, good job in terms of horror remakes it's it's very respectable um and then they have that ash versus evil dead show that came out that i did watch a couple episodes of it but i i think the dvd i got kind of screwed up on me so i never got to finish oh, it but, it's so um, good dude it pains me every day that they canceled good. it yeah it fucking sucks um but but that's kind of what reinvigorated this franchise. And then the new movie came out this year that I still haven't seen, but I've heard is very good. Oh, I thought you ended up going to see it. I, I still not. hadn't I still hadn't gone to see it, no. Or if it's streaming. It's a movie yet. that I'm gonna have, I think it's on Netflix actually. I think it's already on Netflix. But uh, it's a movie I'll have to watch by myself because there's no way my wife is going coming anywhere near this it's bloodbath Max of a movie. Too. Oh, I oh. think that may have been Max <laughs> Hulu and Prime. Okay, might cool. be yeah. So you got some options. Yeah, so I'll dev. I'll have to wait until like, you know, I have a day off or something because there's no way I'm letting my wife anywhere near this movie. This movie will give her a panic attack for sure. She, can- my wife, <laughs> cannot do. She likes horror movies, but she can't do really violent, bloody stuff. So yeah, maybe avoid rise, especially with that evil- cheese grater scene. Oh my god, I. I've been tempted to look up that scene just to like, just to see what it's all about. But I've resisted because I want to see it in the context of the movie. So yeah, it's quick, but it, ha- it does justice. It, it's enough. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I have not spoiled myself of anything in this movie because I know this isn't like a Spider-Man two thing where I look up the plot of Spider-Man two, because I know it'll be forever before I get a PS five to play that game. I want to watch the evil, evil dead rise soon. So I do not want it spoiled for me. So, but yeah, but, but, but before the remake came out of Evil Dead, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 were very much underground cult classic movies. Mm-hmm. 
you didn't see them talked about anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. Which like I, I'm glad that it they became more popular because they're definitely like very obscure horror movies that I mm-hmm. feel like even though it's like as much more popularity they've gained over the years, I feel like more people still need to actually sit and watch. Even oh movies. yeah. Cause I have a ton of friends who still have never fucking watched any of the movies. Like I have some who've watched the show, but they just won't watch the movies for some reason. Yeah. And I'm like, just watch part two then. Like you don't have to watch yeah. the first one. That's you all skip you have Army to... of darkness. If you want to, even though I highly recommend also watching army of darkness. Yeah. Army of darkness like, is good. It's it's yeah. that one is, it's, it's like the aliens. It, it, it went hard action instead of horror, but it's still a, it's still a great movie, but super, super comedic. Still, yeah. It leans way heavily into, which is fine because Bruce Campbell, as awesome as he is as an action hero, he's also just fucking hilarious. He really so, is. He's yeah. he's he's fucking amazing. Yeah, and he's amazing in Evil Dead too because he did all of his own stunts. The scene where he's like, his hand is possessed and he's like beating himself up. That's all. Oh, him. it's it's <laughs> he's amazing. kicking the shit out of himself, and it is wonderful. Bruce Campbell is such he's such an underrated actor. He's a, a very very talented actor and stunt performer he's just he's a nice voice too he oh my god his voice Ugh. especially narrating the old spider-man games dude it Movie took me games. forever to realize that was bruce campbell in spider-man 4 i'm pretty sure i looked it up and in the in sam raimi's original plans for spider-man 4 mysterio was supposed to be a bad guy and he was going to be played by bruce campbell and it was going to be revealed that his cameos in the past three Spider-Man movies was Quentin Beck. Oh, that would have been really cool. That would have been so cool. I fuck with that. That would have been sick. Too bad the yeah, third movie was shit. I know. And the fourth movie got scrapped. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I thought he did pretty good. That was a really cool iteration of Mysterio. But, dude, Bruce Campbell would have... Oh. Would have nailed that shit. I wish he had a bigger role in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Like, I'm glad he was in it. Like, it just makes sense cameo. for a cameo in the same room. But I, I wish he was a little bit more. Like, I wish he played an actual character. Yeah, it would have been nice. The car got yeah. more screen time. Fucking Oldsmobile. Yeah, I know. It's, it's fucking... Uh... I- imagine if he was the one who played Black Bolt. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It would have been funny because he doesn't talk at all, which would have been hilarious for a Bruce Campbell carrot cameo, but <laughs> he wouldn't be able to resist. Oh, yeah. But and that's one of the reasons why I this is a little bit of a detour, but it's one of the reasons why I really liked Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, because it still has a lot of the Sam Raimi flavors. Like it leans kind of yeah. into horror, and Sam Raimi is really good at that, especially with the zombie Doctor the Doctor Strange. Um yeah. he almost didn't include that scene because he was like Really, me doing zombie? I don't think people would appreciate that, but he did it anyway, and I'm glad he did because I me too. This I is thought not it was a, great. This is not a super popular opinion. I think more people, for some reason, dislike this movie. I loved mm-hmm. Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Such a good movie. Yeah, we did too, and we went to go see it. I I thought it was great. It just felt like a yeah. Sam Raimi movie, which uh, that's all. Exactly, that's all I hoped for. <laughs> yeah. That and uh, oh, Spider Man was uh, hot as fuck. Being all oh my god, it. yeah. I love Elizabeth Olsen, man. She's so good with that character. Same. But, yeah, Multiverse of Madness and uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, the third Spider-Man movie, are probably the best movies of, of Phase 4. Yeah. Which, which is sad, because there's been, like, Un- Unfortunately. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've fallen off of Marvel so hard lately. Remember, when I we first up. started this podcast, I was a hardcore Marvel fan. I loved everything they put out, for the most part. But here lately, I've just literally 90-degree dive. I've it's just so do not oversaturated at this point. There's just so much. Yeah. It's like Marvel with it's like Marvel and fucking Star Wars. There's just I don't mm-hmm. care anymore. I gave up no. a while ago. Honestly, they should have. Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. They should have taken a break after in after an uh, end game. They needed like that was two years. <laughs> yeah, like it, at least two or three years. I know there was like at least one year before Black Widow came out, but it needed longer than that. Which is like, Black I still don't understand can... why they bothered. I He's know. dead. I don't give a shit. Why are we doing an origin story <laughs> to a fucking dead character, bro? It's yeah. so dumb. I mean, I, I did enjoy the movie for what it was, but I agree. I feel like they just kind of did it because, well, what do we do now? Oh, we haven't done a Black Widow movie yet. Let's do that. Yeah. But they should have taken a long break. Like, I, I don't mind the idea of them exploring more of the universe after Thanos, but, like, give it a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, and Endgame was such a perfect cap to that whole to the Infinity Saga. They become like the Assassin's Creed of movies. Yeah, there's at least one coming out every year, and it's a it's a coin flip whether or not it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but All anyway, right. Evil Dead Two. Where are we landing on this one with Rotten Tomatoes? I this is a hard one because it is such it a is. cult favorite. The audience score is probably going to be pretty high. I have absolutely no clue about critics. Yeah, that's, that's the blow of my like. My heart is going to side towards the audience score, but I feel like the critics are feeling like fifties, maybe fifties or sixties. Yeah, let's see. Which is a shame, but I, I, I absolutely, I would bet money that the audience score is pretty high on it. Oh, we've been proven wrong again. Eighty-eight oh percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And the audience score is 89, so audience and critics are neck and neck. Holy shit. That's a pleasant surprise. Wow. Dude, is this tier list just going to be a line? <laughs> That's what it feels like so far. <laughs> Five movies in, not a single one has been under 80%. That's insane. I know for a fact, like... I'm super happy about that. The next, like, seven, at least, are all going to be up at the top. <laughs> so... Um, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, Evil Dead 2. If you haven't seen it, I know there's a lot of Evil Dead media out there right now. Um, and from what I can, from what I know, even though I haven't seen parts of the show and the Evil Dead Rise, I don't think there's been a bad Evil Dead content. This depends Which, who you talk to, because I know a lot of people hated the reboot and they hated Rise. But oh, really? Okay. I was gonna say, is this like a screen thing where everything they put out has been good? But if that's the case, then maybe not. Oh, well, it's positive on here. I guess it was just social media people hated this one. Dude, I loved the trailer for Evil Dead Rise. It looked so good. I I liked it. I'm so hyped for that movie. It was a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, 2013. Oh, it was a little later than I thought. Wow, it's that low. More so expecting. Interesting. I was thinking it was going to be higher. I'm surprised they liked Rise more than this one. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I love. Think I, I liked this one more than Rise, but I still really enjoyed Rise. Yeah. Crazy. Eighty six. Wow. Oh yeah, the original is just called The Evil Dead. It's not Evil Dead. 
Army of Darkness is so cheesy, man. <laughs> wow, it's even pretty high. This is the gap I was expecting for part two. Yeah, 68%, 68% is still pretty good. That's still really good for an extremely cheesy movie. Wow. I love this cover. Nice. It's, dude, it's so badass. My wife dude, has a shirt with this on it. It's beautiful. That's incredible. Uh, best movie poster ever. I mean, if you're if you're if you're not watching this, if you're just listening on Spotify, do me a fa- do us a favor and just go look up the Army of Darkness movie poster. It's god tier. It's so good. And tell us that it's not that doesn't make you want to go watch that movie right now. <laughs> Literally, it's fucking incredible. Oh uh, man, I really want Ash to be in a Mortal Kombat game. He would fit so perfectly. I uh, know. Imagine just, just even just for the banter between him and Johnny Cage. Imagine it would be perfect. It would be perfect. Oh man! So yeah, Evil Dead Two, very good movie, underrated, right. even though Next. apparently it's very well rated. <laughs> yeah, apparently, which I'm very shocked. Happy, but shocked. Pleasantly shocked. Yeah. So The Exorcist is up next, and we've already established, I'm pretty sure, I think we've talked about this, I didn't have the highest opinion of The Exorcist. I still technically don't, because I haven't seen it in forever, but the first time I watched this movie, I kind of had the same attitude for it towards Blair Witch. I was like, this is kind of boring. However, I saw it when I was very young, and my mother had hyped it up as like one of the scariest movies ever made, and I watched Mm it, and... I wasn't scared. So I have to go back and rewatch it because I'm sure with my more elevated palate and my more mature thinking and whatnot, I would be able to appreciate it more for what it is. But as it stands right now, based on my previous watch of The Exorcist, I am not an Exorcist fan. And Mike is fired from the podcast. Thanks for Unfortunately. <laughs> See you guys. Good 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 work. Good good uh, good work good working with you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those movies, I think, yeah, I think nowadays you'd come to appreciate it more just because, you know, it's more along with your lines of horror that you enjoy. Yeah. I'm um, almost positive I would like it if I watched it again. Yeah, especially for the time period that it came out, which this this movie is, like, known as the scariest film of all time. It's, like, the big daddy of fucking horror. Um, right. Because it, 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 it's based off of a book that was based off of, like, an actual investigation slash like story that happened that the the author heard and wrote about it. And then they made the movie off of it. Uh, so it has that mm-hmm. whole, you know, inspired by a true story feel to it too. Um, but I, I don't know for the, the time, like this, this movie fucking like just blew the tits off of everybody when it came out because mm-hmm. it, it broke like the film norm of like what to expect from a movie because of just how one it's it's satanic because it deals with fucking devil and possessions and shit like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really eerie. It's dark. It's vulgar. It's fucking gross. Um, it's just disturbing. Uh, yeah, my sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> yeah, one of the most greatest fucking lines in film history. Um. Dude, imagine that being in a movie from 1973. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's fucking mind-blowing. The shit that the, that this movie had in it for the time was just crazy. 
Um, and then the scene that's in the poster specifically is like one of the like the most famous scenes like ever in movies. And then the, the actress's theme song kicks in, and like the, the the theme is fucking. I do love the theme. Weird song. and creepy as shit. Uh, and then you have the infamous head spinning scene. Like I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. The Exorcist is great. I I love this movie. Yeah, I'm positive that if I watched it again, I would I would appreciate it a lot more. It's just hard for me to comment on it with without. Yeah, you know, without that. And there was so. there was a lot of practical effects and like actual shit that they they did while filming. Oh, yeah. Like the scene when they first entered the room after the possessions, like you know, gained some strength, and they're uh, it's like cold as shit, like below freezing in the room, and all this stuff is happening. You can see like their breath is because they were actually in a fucking like. 10 degree room for that scene filming it and like they were actually oh, wow. freezing their fucking balls off um but yeah i don't know i think you definitely do need to rewatch it and anyone who hasn't seen it needs to watch it yeah. I, I love the I, I agree you could skip the sequels and, <laughs> even believer i heard exorcist believer is not any good yeah that's what i've been <clears throat> but it's because it's the fucking it's guy who David ruined Gordon halloween Green. fuck that guy yeah, he's he's ruining get him away from everything. From time. Yeah, at this at this point, Halloween twenty eighteen is is a miracle. He got yeah. lucky with that. That's not a movie that was made with talent. That was a movie that was made with luck. Because so far, I don't know what else he's made, but of these four films, he's one in four. Yeah, That's I think Danny McBride probably helped more so on that one. I'm gonna give that's the reason twenty eighteen was good. Probably, yeah. Then David took over for the others and just fucking ruined it yeah dumb but i don't think it's gonna be any surprise where exorcist lands on this list it's it's yeah, consistently I already know it's up here one of the greatest just just one of the greatest movies of all time not even one of the greatest horror movies just one of the greatest movies of all time so i don't remember what I, it I is be, but i would be shocked if it's under 95 percent. yeah i'm gonna say 96 it's not on this here yet <laughs> 78? That's it? What? This is the first what one the not hell? in S tier? The most fucking nah, recognized fam. horror film ever? Even I can't believe that, man. That is insane. Even the audience That's score is lower than I thought it was going to be. 87, yeah. That's crazy. For it being referenced as often as it is as being a phenomenal movie, that's that's low. That's crazy. That's so weird. Eight point one in IMDb. Four stars. Man, that, I was expecting near perfect. That is very yeah. bizarre. <clears throat> Beautiful. Yeah, they're even lower on like Metacritic. Eighty two, huh. yeah. Weird. Very, very odd. It almost it, it almost like just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like what? Yeah, like is someone playing a prank on us? That's that's very weird. I can't believe that Ellen Burson is still alive. She's the one that came back for Believer, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's just on eighty-two percent. She tried to be as cool as uh Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. look at that Rotten Tomato score for Believer. Yeah. Twenty-two percent. Can you imagine? Audience. Yeah, that's not a good movie. That sucks, because I thought the trailer actually looked pretty good. 
I was, the trailer kind of got me hype. I was like, yeah, this looks pretty yeah. good. That's how I felt, too. It fucking sucks, man. Dumb. David Gordon Green, get him away from horror. He's ruining uh, it. Fuck this guy, dude. What? Did they have him on here anywhere? Do they have, like, the director? <clears throat> yeah, they do. Let's see. He looks like a dweeb. Oh, he directed this? The unbearable weight of I don't massive believe he talent. this. Okay, he didn't. What? What did he... Why okay. is he on this? Was he in it? I was gonna say, because this Maybe. movie was fucking great. That's what I've heard, yeah. That's weird. 82%. Oh, he did... Oh, no, he's an actor, too. Because he played a character in Bones and All. Fat man. Oh, he played a director in The Unbearable Weight, yeah. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Halloween Kills, 39%. He just has all dog shit movies that he's directed, except for, like, three. I don't know what any of these are, though. Yeah, I don't know what these are. Pineapple Express. Things. He directed Pineapple Express? Well, I guess that makes sense as to why he and Danny McBride are tight. Wow. What happened to this Who man? gave the director of Pineapple Express the rate, free reign to direct the Halloween movies? <laughs> Literally. What, the, what kind I of love sense Pineapple Express. That That's one of my favorite comedies, but like... What? Makes no sense. God, yeah, I mean, like I said, man, at this point, the success of Halloween 2018 is, is luck. It's not talent. At least on the director's part. Like, the actors, yeah, all great, but... <laughs> 44 from a million standpoint. That is it. Wow, dude. Dude. All right. Well, anyway, what a shame. The yeah. first movie to to make it below S tier is The Fucking Exorcist. Unbelievable. What the fuck happened, critics? Yeah. Fucked Even I don't it, How do you let this know. happen? How yeah? How is Blair Witch rated higher than that? That makes no fucking sense. Like, sure, Alien, yeah. I can I can see that, but I don't know. All right, Final Destination. This is one of my personal favorite horror franchises. I don't really know why. I love the concept. Um, it's like a slasher movie, but we're death is death itself. We are death. Yeah, I'm a gore hound. That's what it is, are man. Insanely gory. Um. Just the Rube Goldberg match. Okay, if you don't know what Final Destination is, if you're reading, if you're listening to that title, looking at his poster, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Especially so, the poster. <laughs> especially with the poster, fucking Devin Sawa. Oh, everyone has the fuckboy face. <laughs> oh, man. So, th these uh, high schoolers get on a plane to go to Paris. Devin Sawa has a premonition that the plane's going to blow up in midair. Um, which the premonition is a is is a twist because it's it, it you don't know it's a premonition until the plane explodes, everyone dies, and then it like comes back into into real time, and Devin is like, "Plane's gonna blow up," um, and he gets himself and several of his classmates and teachers kicked off the plane. Um, the standard, you know, not believing the main character trope happens until the plane actually does blow up in the air. And thus kicks off uh, the the general premise of what all five Final Destination movies have in common is that this group of people survive a mass casualty event that no one was supposed to survive, 
and then death comes back for them one by one because they cheated death. So, one by one, all these characters are killed off in exceedingly extravagant ways. They're like Rube Goldberg machines. It's really fucking fascinating. Um, and it's just so tense, because each time you enter what I will uh, hear, well, what I will hear after refer to as the kill zone, um, you're Thank like, you. okay, death is moving stuff around, these innocuous things are happening, like a sink is dripping or something like that, and you're just like, how is someone going to die? You know someone's going to die, but you don't know how it's going to happen. And then it happens, and usually it happens in a very over-the-top gory way, and it's wonderful. Um the, Final the first movie, Final Destination, is probably the tamest of the movies. Um, it was it came out in 2000, so it's not going to be too over the top in terms of like special effects or gore. But as far as establishing the premise of the show, it's very good. It's very original. Apparently, it was based off of an unaired episode of The X-Files, which mm -hmm. I think is very fascinating. Yeah, that's um, really cool. Fucking Tony Todd is in it. If you don't know who, who Tony Todd is, then you can fuck right off. Tony Todd is the best. He has the coolest voice of every of any human being ever, and yes, I am counting Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, Tony Todd doesn't hold Morgan a candle. Freeman. Doesn't hold a candle to Tony Todd's voice. He's fucking Candyman, um, and the voice of Venom in Spider Man Two, which is really dope. But he's in it as this like all knowing mortician who knows about death's design, and he's in most of the movies to offer some cryptic clues and stuff. He's mainly there just so that you can listen to Tony Todd's cool voice. Um, yeah. He's an acceptable edgelord, basically. He is. Each film in this franchise tends to up the ante in terms of like gore and even more extravagant deaths. Uh, Final Destination Two deals with a hot deals with a highway pileup, um, and to this day, if you watch this movie, you are always uncomfortable driving behind uh, a log truck. <laughs> to this day, it'll never go away. No. Final Destination 2 is probably the best in the franchise. It, it just um, as happened far as recently, actually. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Did it really? With the yeah, two two cyclists, uh, log truck. The thing wasn't secured all the way, and the oh no, fell off, and it killed them. Oh no, that's yep. literally my worst nightmare. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yeah. But yeah, Final Destination 2 is a very very good sequel. It takes what the original did, and it just kind of added more to it. So it's probably the yeah. best of the franchise. Um, the fourth one. Three's got tanning bed boobies, though. Three has got hella nudity in it. Um, it's pretty cool. And it's yes. it's probably the goriest of them all. Like, the, the deaths in Final Destination 3 are out of this world. They are insanely violent. It does the same thing as the, the log truck thing with roller coasters for people. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you wouldn't expect a roller coaster to be deadly, but by God. Mm -hmm. um, tanning beds, uh, gym equipment, a fucking billboard. Uh, it's it's gnarly, guys. If you're a gorehound like I am, you're gonna love this franchise. Uh, the fourth one is absolute trash. It is not worth watching unless um, the, the the coolest death in that movie. And I will admit, it's probably one of the most interesting deaths in the entire franchise. Dude gets his innards sucked out by a by a pool drain. It's fucking. Gnarly. <laughs> it just makes um, me think of Always Sunny. <laughs> I don't know the context of that, but I almost don't want to know. It's funnier if I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. It has to do with this like incredibly violent death in this horror movie reminds me of a funny sitcom with Danny DeVito in it. <laughs> uh, but the fifth one, 
uh, which is, as of this recording, the latest movie in the franchise, which even, it, it's still really old. It came out in like 2011. It's been over 10 years since we've had a Final Destination movie. Um, the fifth one is actually very good. Um, it has some interesting deaths in it, and it ends in a twist that, you know what, we've spoiled everything else. I'm going to spoil this too. Spoiler alert warning for Final Destination 5. It's a fucking prequel. Yep. Out of nowhere, nowhere in the movie, it does it like, honestly, on repeats, it makes sense because they don't reference, usually in a Final Destination movie, they will reference the events of the past movies. You know, like Final, Final Destination 2 references the, the, the plane explosion. Final Destination 3 references the pileup and so on. Final Destination 5 does not reference these past events. But honestly, you don't think much of it at the time. But they do talk about people surviving deadly accidents, but they don't go into specifics. So that's it's, it's not a red flag right away. Um, but then the end of the movie happens, and the two surviving characters get on a plane to go to Paris, and you realize that it's the plane that blows up in the very first movie. It fucking blew my mind the first time I watched this movie. It was really cool. As cheesy as those movies cool are, it was, a, it was a really cool fucking like full circle thing. Yeah. I, was, I was like, That's, oh. Okay. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that, Final Destination Five would probably be one of my least favorite movies in that franchise, because for the most part, it's actually kind of boring. The deaths aren't that great. There's a couple really good ones in there, but for the most part, it's 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 not near as good as the other ones. But that twist ending instantly propelled it up for me. It's one of it's probably the second or third best movie in that franchise. It's so good, um, because of that of that ending. So. All in all, these are really great movies if you're a violence and gore hound like I am. It's got a really interesting premise that they, they try to do something different with it each time, but it always ends up just kind of being the same. Um, these people escape death, and death comes back for them one at a time. Usually the order differs depending on the movie you're watching. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't really have to. Um, but at the end of the movie, no one is ever able to escape death. That has not changed, so there's nothing really surprising about these movies, which is another reason why the twist ending in Final Destination 5 really hit so hard, was because you don't come to these movies for twist endings. They always end the way you expect them to end, with more death. And this one did, but with a twist. So they've been talking about doing a Final Destination 6 forever. Apparently there's still one in production. I'm kind of iffy on it because it's been so long but i mean if they can do more shit like final destination 5 did and i mean i don't know there have been some pretty decent horror sequels lately so or at least some of them have anyway so we'll see but that being said they're not very critically acclaimed movies (laughs) yeah they're Uh, most of them definitely not i have a feeling the audience rating on this one is going to be a lot higher um, and even then, probably not by a whole lot. Um, I think so, the, the first one did okay, from what I remember people talking yeah. about. Well, which makes time. sense, because at the time, the first one was incredibly original. Everyone that came after that has just been compared to the to the, to the original. Yeah. So and we're not, we're not rating the whole franchise. We can't really do a Rotten Tomatoes thing based on the franchise. So we are just going to do a rating for the original movie. Um, we can look at the others at least, but... Which, even though it's not my personal favorite, it probably is the best of them, um, just in terms of like storyline and things like that. If you're thinking of the best in terms of violence and gore, it's Final Destination 3, hands down. That movie is insanely bloody. I love 3. It's so good. It, 3 is very good. Yeah, I love 3 a lot. It's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it, and I love her. She's so pretty. <laughs> All right. 
I was about to say probably 60s. Like, not bad, but not, not super high. Oof! All right, I was wrong. Okay, we were, we were <laughs> I, I was right, and I was actually we were close with this. Incorrect. Yeah, the audience score is sixty-eight percent, but the critics is thirty-six percent. So, not a very critically acclaimed movie, but the audience score is respectable. Like in some this. ways, this is why they hate it. Right there, <laughs> fucking fucking Devin Sawa. <laughs> I can't. I think I said it before we started recording, but at, at some point, apparently, Devin Sawa back in the nineties was like a teen heartthrob, and I just don't get it. He is an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> but like I he's gonna listen to this. Pie. He's like the only one, like not in our friend group, listening to this. He's gonna look, what the fuck? What the fuck? Man? I type final podcast. I think he's two gonna kill us. Probably, I'm gonna imagine that two is probably the best of them. Yeah, five. Look, oh, five isn't bad. Sixty-three percent. Okay, cool. Wow. Okay. But yeah, aside Just, from that, okay. two is two is fifty. Three is forty-three. The worst one is the final destination, which yeah, that 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 tracks. That's a twenty-seven percent. That movie fucking blows. But it's it's yeah. I compare it a lot to the Saw franchise. It, overall, it's not critically acclaimed at all. Um, I openly admit most of the movies aren't very good, but I just have a soft spot for them because they're violent and it's an interesting premise. I think the concept of the movie is very interesting. Critics like this but, one more than the audience did. That's surprising too. Yeah, that is that's kind of crazy. I didn't expect that. Yeah. That's surprising. Okay. Cool. Well, Alright, there we go. Be. Limp and sad. I don't think anything's gonna be down here. Probably not, but we'll see. But... Especially right. not this next one. Holy shit. Yeah. So get out. This is probably the movie that really started the trend of like highbrow horror. And yeah. Because this even came up before The Witch and Hereditary did, I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe not The Witch. I can't remember. I think remember. after The it, Witch, but definitely before Hereditary, for sure. Yes. But I think this Get is the out, most like, like, different horror that we have yes. on this list. It's still straight up a horror movie. Um, you know, Some people may describe it as like a thriller or something like that, but I think there's enough horror elements to it to still call it a horror movie. But it's very intelligent. It's very highbrow. It's very thinky. It's about topical issues. Um, most of you probably know it's it's about race. And it's directed. This is this was Jordan Peele's first movie. Nowadays, he's a pretty well known household name for horror movies. But back then, when Get Out first came out, when people first heard that um, Jordan Peele was making a horror movie. People didn't know what to think because this was one half of Key and Peele, one of the funniest sketch comedy groups ever. And he's making a horror movie. What the fuck is this? It's like Danny McBride but, fucking helping write and produce all these fucking horror movies, too. Well, I don't know what on? it is about funny people being so good at horror. <laughs> Except for it's, Chris That Rock, should be us. That should be. Oh, my God, man. We should we make a horror it. movie. We know what we we're could. doing. They we don't. We absolutely do. Well, Jordan Peele <laughs> no, does, but the rest don't. Yeah. Jordan Peele's got three movies that, for the most part, have been moderately successful. So I think by now he does know what he's doing. I still um, haven't seen Us, but I need Us to. is pretty good. Um, I didn't like it as much as Get Out, but I have not seen Nope. I would really like to see Nope. I feel the same way that you do with Us. I liked it. There we go. But I'd like to get out more. <laughs> yeah. Get Out, I feel like, is his best movie. Like, hearing... Having watched us and hearing their reaction to Nope, none of it is negative, but it's not 
to the same level that Get Out is. Get Out was, I'm I'm pretty sure it's it was close to. I'm pretty sure it debuted at a hundred percent. I think it's probably. and it's probably still really close up there. This was as close to critically acclaimed as this 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 was critically critically acclaimed, um, and for good reason. This is a phenomenal movie. Um, it's very clever. It's very well written. Um, it tackles race in a way that doesn't like shove it down your throat. Like, obviously, if you couldn't tell, Joe and I are not black people. We are about as white as you can get. So you're not. No, weirdly enough, I'm not. I'm oh. I'm I am powder white. Um, oh. So some would say that this movie wasn't necessarily made for us because if you look at it through the lens of the, the, the racism experienced by, you know, African-Americans in the modern day, you're going to uh, resonate more with this film, which is fine. But but still, it doesn't tackle it in a way that's like, I'm sure there were some people out there who looked at the trailer for this movie and was just like, oh, it's just trying to say that white people are, are bad. That's not what this movie is saying. That's not, I didn't get that at all. I came away with this from this movie very satisfied and very happy with it did tackle a very important issue that needs to be discussed but it not in a way that made you feel that made me feel like i was part of the problem if you know that yeah if, if, i feel if that like makes sense. he was smart by making like the main issue like the the focal point of the film was a very like extreme almost like unrealistic approach to it because of the whole like mind control these swappy kind of shit whatever it ended up being but like, yeah spoiler alert it was, yeah it was a very it's extreme wild. circumstance for what they were getting yes at it. but the point of it is it was still sa- it was still saying something that yeah mo- so many people nowadays could still resonate with a lot with with what was going on or at least the message of it so i thought it handled speaking as a, as a white man <laughs> my wife just walked in and probably is wondering what the hell we're talking about um, She's like, you're white? <laughs> yes, I'm white. Did you know that? No, she didn't know that. Um, but yes, as a horror about. movie, Get Out does a very good job at making you feel... This is another one of those... There's no jump scares in this movie. It's all atmosphere and like what the fuck is going on. It's very real-world type of, of horror, like what people can do to each other, um, especially with the subjects such as race. So it's hard to describe without seeing it. Um, so I do highly recommend go see this movie. It is a phenomenal movie. It absolutely deserves all the hype it gets. Um, and it's also really funny. Like I was going to say, Rel Howery is hilarious. Yes. He's, he's always so funny. hilarious. And this was the, the end of the movie. Again, we're, we're, this is a spoiler talk. So whenever um, Daniel Kalua's character is about to kill the, the chick, um, but then that car with the sirens pop, uh, drives up. And the first time you see this, you're thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be the cops. And they're going to arrest this dude thinking that he's just another black dude trying to kill a white chick. That's the way you think it's going to go. But then Lil Ray, how, how, how do you say his name? Lil, Lil Ray. Rail, Lil Rel Howry. Yeah. I apologize. I don't, I, I, tongue twister. Um, his, his character steps out. And literally, my theater erupted into cheers. Yep. That's such a good way to end this movie. You know, the thing, too, that, like, officializes the fact that this movie is a horror is because at the end, the last time that they're, like, together, I guess, like, as a quote-unquote, like, couple, when they're, they're mm-hmm. talking in the room before, like, the finale of the film, she's, she's making cereal. 
She yeah. puts the milk in first and then pours the cereal on top of it. She doesn't even do that. What the fuck is that shit? There's milk in the bowl first. So you know what's so, happening. No, she has a glass of milk and she takes a sip and then she puts a bite of cereal in. Oh, her that's mouth. what it was. Yeah, it was something even yeah. worse. Like, so what the here's, fuck? here's the fun part with that. Apparently, that was intentional from uh, Jordan Peele. That was like, it symbolized like separating the whites from the colors. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought he was just trying to make right? it even fucking weirder. <laughs> that I mean, that's shit, probably just a bonus. Like, we've seen it. I hated like, it. What the fuck kind of person is this? Holy me shit. so much. I was like, yeah, you know she's fucking crazy. It was like, like, it's like, a double, it was like a double meaning, yeah. Like, A, she's fucked up because who in the right mind does that shit? But also, oh, it's a subtle commentary towards race. <laughs> so, it's, Smart. it's a very intelligent movie. It's a very well-made movie. Very well-acted, well-written it is very disturbing at times, so it does succeed as a horror movie. Although it's not straight-up jump-scare horror. This is more... It's one of those slow-burn movies we've been talking about. Um, the running scene, unfortunately, was a, a very big meme. So people unfortunately, didn't take it too yeah. seriously after a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, But this is a great movie. Um, I'm, it's very good. Again, this is very highly rated. This is probably going to be at least a 95, if not higher. Yeah, I'm guessing 93 yeah 98 98% yeah, yeah it, it debuted okay. at 100% and it pretty much hovered around there for the entire time it, this was the definition of a critically acclaimed movie that no one saw coming because who would have guessed that Jordan fucking Peele could make a, a good horror movie <laughs> yeah but the dude can and it's us good. even though I didn't like us as much as get out I it was still pretty good did you like us Yeah, exactly. Not as much as Get Out. Yeah, Get Out is his magnum opus. I don't think he'll ever make a movie as good as Get Out. Yeah, I guess, sadly. Yeah, I don't. Know, I have to see it still. But Nope was just like weird. That's what know. I've heard. I, I haven't heard anything bad strange. about Nope, but I've just heard it's very weird. Yeah, the issue too is um, uh, what's her face? Uh, female lead that's in that movie. She she's very typecasted at this point. She she plays the same role all the time, and she was a little like too much. Who plays movie. his sister? Yeah, Kiki Palmer. Yeah, yeah Kiki Palmer. Yeah, is yeah. I don't know. She's a little too too over dramatic in the acting in that movie. And it kind of was like all right. Like it was funny for the first chunk, and then it was like all right, that's I'm over it. Right. Yeah, I've never been the biggest Kiki Palmer fan. She was a Disney Channel actress at some point, too, and I yeah. was a huge fan of her back then. But Daniel Kaluuya, man, or Kaluuya. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, again, if I'm butchering his name, I apologize. But He was great he in is it. He's phenomenal. He's and great then in everything there's he a, There's like a Best Buy like tech nerd guy that gets involved. Yeah, he's, yeah. Heard, he's incredible yeah. in that movie. I've heard he's good, too. The two of them are great. Yeah. Everyone else I don't right. know shit about. <laughs> and Glenn yeah, from but... The Walking Dead's in it, too. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. He's like the mayor. That's of awesome. Or some shit. I forget. Ah. Who he is, but he's oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, I forget Steve. what his name is, but yeah, no, he's in uh, Stephen Young. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Invincible himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's great. I love show. him and everything he's in. Ah, uh, dude, Invincible is so I'm so hyped for season two. Dude, I've got Gen V that I have that I, I I've seen the first three episodes of Gen V. It's very good so far. 
Um, I need to watch it still. I still have to finish that. Invincible Season 2 is coming out. The Boys Season 3 has to be close to being finished. Surely it's going to be four. coming out soon. Season 4, yes, that's right. Season, yeah. But, I gotta watch The uh, Continental as well, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that just like a three-part series? It's not like a whole series. It's like a three which makes it yeah. easier to... It's over see. now, but I have to watch it still. Yeah, that's cool. But, anywho, all right. Next. Certifiable classic coming Another up. Another big daddy god tier. Yeah, godfather of the horror. slasher genre. Although, I will posit, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but Texas Chainsaw is like the godfather of the slasher movies, but Halloween is the one that like really spearheaded the, the, the slasher trend, I think. Michael Myers just releasing one... a Fortnite tonight. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Well, I was at work today. Um... I won't go into a whole lot of details, but I work at a child advocacy center, and we during one of our appointments, uh, a lady from Children's Division came in, and she was uh, attending the appointment, and like halfway through, she got a phone call, and it was like her daughter or something, or her son, and she said, I'm in a meeting, I'll have to call, it, call, you, call you later. She hangs up, and she says, that was my daughter. She asked for, uh, she, she told me she wanted to uh, add something else to her Christmas list, but wanted to see if she can get it now, because I just get some V-Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Probably for a Fortnite skin. So that's a beautiful. Oh man, have you seen the yeah, uh, wonderful. his his emote? He has an emote. Yeah, let me see if it's. it's oh my god, no! But I want to see it so bad. It's, Is it just like amazing. the head tilt? I bet it's, it's the head just, tilt. It's better. It's better. Oh man, that's the closest thing to an emote that Michael Myers has. <laughs> oh man, you Patreon subscribers are in for a treat. We're gonna watch it in real time. Michael Myers Fortnite emote. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. That is better than the head tilt. Isn't that fucking beautiful? I almost don't want to describe it <laughs> for the listeners. Y'all just go to YouTube and just look up the Michael Myers Fortnite emote. You won't be disappointed. It's amazing. When I when I saw the leak, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Dude's There's no way that's real. No. <laughs> Jack Skellington came out yesterday. <laughs> and uh, Alan Wake comes out tomorrow. Fortnite's oh, hopping, man. bro. That's where it's at. Wonderful. So All right. Yeah, so right Halloween. Th oh, nice. This is the original 1978 Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. Pro uh, the biggest indie film of all time, probably. Yeah. At least until recently. There have been a lot of really popular indie films, but... Definitely one of the biggest ever. Um, and again, this is like the godfather of the slasher genre. Um, Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw Massacre laid the groundwork, but Michael Myers is the one that really built that foundation. Him, and just a couple years later, Jason Voorhees with Friday the 13th. Um, wait a second. Did you not include Friday the 13th? No, I didn't put it on here. Holy shit! I figured he. That's why I didn't, because I figured he would have. Yeah, I, I left it off. I was I was debating on it, but I was like, I, f I feel like we're gonna talk about like four other slashers. So I was like, yeah. I've already Brave. mentioned I like it. So I was like, whatever. I'll just. It's okay. Fair. All right. Yeah. No, I respect that. Yeah. How brave. It was to tough. do a horror movie tier list and not include Friday the Thirteenth. How brave. I know. All right. But we got Halloween. I have never been the biggest fan of the Halloween franchise. 
mainly because it just kind of went out the deep end with trying to explain what the deal is with Michael Myers, like why he can't die and why he's so evil. When honestly, it should have ended with the original part two, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, the first two Halloween movies are are great. Um, it's a perfect sequel. Solid. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it's it's a it's a solid movie. It's it's they're very fast paced movies. Like there's not a whole lot of of a uh, dead dead air in between scenes. Everything happens yeah. pretty quickly. Um, I'm sure you all know the plot of Halloween by now. Um, but just in case you lived under a rock your whole life, um, Michael Myers kills his uh, sister as like a ten year old in this in 1968. Uh, he essentially grows up in like a psychiatric ward. Uh, he breaks out at the beginning of Halloween, and then he basically stalks some babysitters um, and kills them for seemingly no reason. It never really explains it, but that's kind of the charm of of Halloween is that this person can just, for no reason at all, just snap and be a killer. That's kind of the charm behind. It. They don't need to try to explain why. That's kind of where the Halloween sequels went off the deep end. They went too hard to try to explain the lore of Michael Myers, and they just didn't really need to do that. Um, I just wanted his house back. Yeah. Uh, so the first movie is extremely simple. You have That's essentially the premise. Um, it introduces Jamie Lee Curtis um, as one of the greatest final girls of all time, Laurie Strode. Um, Scream Queen. And the Scream Queen, yeah. she. I fucking love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's so cool. She's she just really a is, cool dude. person. She's a badass. She loves, I fucking love she her. loves anime. She loves Street Fighter. She's a Cami main. Cami's It's wonderful. Guy. Yeah, exactly. That's my girl, too. So, so Jamie Lee Curtis is just so fucking cool. Um, but she was just British like... Fucking and also, she's... She's uh, Janet Lee's daughter. The, the, the girl from Psycho. I can't believe mm-hmm. that. That's just like the coolest bit of horror movie trivia. Yeah, it's pretty dope. But but yeah, the first movie is very, very simple. It's just a dude in a mask who's killing babysitters. Yeah. That's kind of that, it. The ending, too, is like, it's like recognized as one of like the greatest cliffhangers like ever. Yeah, because it, Michael Myers is thrown off of a roof, and then Dr. Loomis looks over, and he's just gone. And then yeah. the Halloween music it's, plays. It's just and a quick it, scene, too, because he first appears out, confirmed the body, comes back. I don't know, 30 seconds later, looks back out the window, just fucking gone. Yeah. Amazing. And the Halloween, one of the greatest horror movie theme songs of all time is playing. Which wasn't even it's, like an intentional. They would like, just compose it like that, like on accident, pretty much. And they just liked it because it was John Carpenter yeah. and his wife. And to this day, it's the, one of the most recognizable themes of all time. At I mean, least you heard it for the Fortnite movie. For so. Yeah. Exactly. You haven't heard it. You were it's, blessed. It's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's just, it, it, but honestly, the fact that it's so simple and it's so, I don't really want to use the word because it's anything but, but it's just a small movie, you know, it's yeah. very simply made, very simple premise. The, even Michael Myers' look is very simple. It's just a white mask with the, he carries a butcher knife. He's not super outlandish like J- Jason Voorhees is or Freddy Krueger or Leatherface. He's just a dude in a mask who just kills people with a knife. You know, when he's not strangling, he's very up close. He doesn't do like Jason, where he c- tries to kill people in creative ways. Michael Myers is just trying to get things done, and he's killing in the most efficient way possible, even if it's not like, you know, 
super creative or cool on the screen. He's just killing people. Even like his mask um, was like unplanned. It was like a last minute yeah. like decision a, because they needed it's one. It's a William Shatner last mask, yeah. Yeah, they that was white. They, yeah, they like took the fucking color out of it and fucked up the hair and were like, here you go. Yeah. Which is amazing. It's just no one could have predicted that a movie like that would have blown up like it did. And it's recognized as one of the most iconic horror movies of all time. For good reason. I mean, even though I'm not the fan of the franchise as a whole, the first two movies, especially the original, um, are, are they're classics for a reason. The opening is so cool, too. Like, so I, It yeah. made me really happy that they recreated it for 2018, where it's just the pumpkin oh, yeah. like rotting. I love it. It's it very sets the cool. mood so well. It does. It absolutely does. So, and even just this poster with like the, so the jack o' lantern turning into Michael's hand with a knife, it's just so creative. Yeah, it's, it's very it's, cool. It's such a good movie, and it has like the, another yeah. super iconic scene of him like peering out from like the side of the bush. Like that's it. Yeah, it's like so recognized. Yeah, it's so cool, and the uh, the scene where he kills the one dude by pinning him into the wall. With a knife, which in some ways isn't logically possible, but it's cool. It's like anyway, a so we'll forgive 14 it. fucking foot <laughs> hole. Like, yeah. it makes, it's um, like a little just... eight inch butcher knife and he pierces through a guy's torso through like a yeah. 12 inch wall and the points out the other side. It's like, OK, yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. But it, it's a cool it's a cool effect. So we'll, we'll forgive it. Plus, yeah. and he just just the head tilt like that just sums up his entire character. That's all you need to know about Michael Myers. It's yeah, just, which, so which is another scenes. thing with the the new sequels that I hated is they made him do it every fucking time he killed someone. Mm-hmm. Just just Subtlety, once per movie. Guys. That's all you need. Subtlety. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Myers is it. Michael Myers is the most subtle slasher of all time. Because 2018, I'm pretty Subtlety. sure he only did it like two times. That was it. I don't remember him doing it at all, so I w- I would believe that. Yeah, he 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 does it once because I remember the theater. Got all hype when I saw it. Um, but then, like, kills and ends, he's just, like, walking around like this, basically. <laughs> Tilt meant everything. Yeah, we get it, Mike. Yeah. Fucking David Weiner. <laughs> he ruined this franchise. You're not allowed to listen to this oh, podcast. Man. No, if you're... If David Gordon Green, if you're listening to this, we hate you. Fuck off. 2018, 2018 Halloween is good, but we're attributing that to Danny McBride, not to you. Yeah, you... Poop. <laughs> you poop. Um, and I'm sure this it's probably rated pretty high, too, uh, the 1978. I mean, it's just like... I mean, Exorcist fucking blew us out of the water with how low it was. So... Yeah, I'm gonna... Well, I really don't know. 82, I'm gonna guess. Okay. For I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a high 80s, low 90s, but I'm prepared to be disappointed. But we'll see. I, I always forget about the... Ooh! Wow, okay. That's surprising. Yeah. 96%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Deserved. There you go. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to argue. I'm just surprised. What do you think of the Rob Zombie remake? I like the first one. I do not like part two. Yeah. Yeah. First one's not bad. It's, it's definitely, I, I like how it goes more into Michael's backstory. Um, just a little bit. Um, yeah. And the dude they have playing Michael Myers, like, holy shit, he's that guy's threatening, terrifying. Dude. Oh my that god, yeah, fucking insane. He's the scariest Michael Myers, that's for sure. Yeah, that is a but, huge, huge man. Yeah. So I, it is a bit too much of it. Once, once he like puts the mask on, it is a bit too much of a shot-for-shot remake of the original. But 
as far as remakes go, it's not bad. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it got a little too much hate. The second one deserves yeah. all of it. I hated part two. That shit was dumb. <laughs> yeah. I still prefer it over kills and ends, but. No, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. But all because that yeah. fucking white horse, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, like, I, I get that Rob Zombie loves his wife, but like, Jesus Christ. She Michael Myers' deceased mother does not need to be in this movie that much. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not. But but yeah, Halloween and honestly, Halloween is like the perfect Halloween movie to watch because it takes place on Halloween. Yeah, and it's not super long. It's probably just barely an hour and a half, if that, with credits. It's not mm-hmm. so. It's just a little bite-sized slash movie. <laughs> hour thirty-one. Hour thirty. Yeah, but again, that's probably with credits. So, yeah. and with that long-ass intro sequence. Yeah, that's like three straight minutes. Yeah, but it's good. So. All right, Halloween 2018. Uh, I wanted to include this one as well because, just because it's it, this is a good it's movie. Fucking good. It's really yeah. good. When this movie came out, I saw it in theaters and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we have another good Halloween movie." It's been forever since we've had one, um, yeah. and in part because it ignores all the other sequels. Um, which I mean, we've already established Halloween Two is 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 a really good Halloween movie, but this one ignores even that. This is a direct sequel to the original Halloween, mm-hmm. um, but it still works. It's very very good. Yeah, Joe, you want to talk uh, about this one? I've been talking a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it takes place uh, exactly forty years after the events of the original one. Which is cool because the movie came out exactly forty years after the original one. So I like when shit happens like that. Like the perfect the timing. Movie, they made sure to do the whole uh what is it, twenty seven years? And that was like since like the original oh, movie yeah, yeah, came yeah. out. And it was exactly twenty seven years after that, that we had it part one. Yeah, that, um, that shit is so cool. I love when they do that. Um so this one basically takes place it's it's forty years in the future. Michael's in a psych ward. Um and he's getting interviewed by their podcasters, right? That's what they were, like mm-hmm. radio hosts yeah. or some shit. Uh, yeah, they're podcasters. And because that's trendy. Yeah, pff, fucking losers. Imagine having a podcast, dude. So <laughs> Imagine. <cringe. laughs> Imagine. I'll, I'll do. I'll do. A, I'll do even better than that. Imagine having a true crime podcast in the year of our Lord 2018. My God. Someone needs to stop these white men. <laughs> white men and white women uh so they're they're trying to conduct like an interview with michael and the guy in the group is convinced that he can get michael to speak i don't know fucking why because he hasn't spoken ever in his life um and he's the guy is convinced that it was the mask i think he was like convinced himself with it was, was like the reasoning behind everything and uh, they have like the one really cool shot where they're all getting f- like fed up with not getting a response from Michael, even though they were told forever that you're not going to get a response by Michael. Where he he stands up and he like he yells at him and he holds up the mask and it's dangling and there's a really cool like pan out shot of just Michael still just sitting there like completely still, and then like mm-hmm. everybody else in the psych ward around him is kind of like starting to like freak out and get all weird. Um. And that's kind of like where the movie kicks off because 
yeah. that guy gets killed. <laughs> so <laughs> not immediately. I was thinking. I don't know if you noticed, but it showed a shot of his his toe is like right over the line, the like the keep back line. And I was thinking, yeah. oh man, is that going to be enough for Michael to like get his hands on him? I was. Uh, that doesn't happen, unfortunately. It. I was kind of hoping yeah. for it too because we immediately do not like these people. Yeah, they're they're kind of pieces of shit. They they get what's coming. The guy more so than the girl, but yeah, both still very exploitive. Yeah, they're just they're there for the money, and that's it. And like mm-hmm. the, the popularity increase. Mm-hmm. But when the guy does die, I really love that scene with the fucking teeth. It's really cool. Ooh, yeah, um, it's legit scary. Yeah, it's it's creepy because she's like cornered in a fucking shitty literally a gas station or a garage. It's, it's like part. a yeah, it's like a repair shop bathroom or something like that. Yeah, it's and grimy, she's hiding it's in the stall, and... and you you hear Michael come in and the boots and all that shit, and she. You know, they always think if they keep quiet in a bathroom stall, even though the guy knows you're there, it's going to help. And you just see this mm-hmm. brooding mass of a man come up to the stall. The boots come under. It's a really well done shot. And then just the hand. And he just drops the fucking mm-hmm. teeth into the stall. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so good. Um, and even before this, when it shows the two podcasters just talking in the parking lot, in the background, just barely, because it's all like out of focus and stuff. But you can see Michael bludgeoning a, a, a mechanic to death. Yeah, and it's where and he gets it's his implied jumper that this back. is whose teeth it is. Yeah, it's yeah, just fucking nice touches like that. That's it, it's it's wow, really it's good. beautiful. Um, and then um, it kind of kicks back to just like how uh, like the original movie was, where he's you know stalking a bunch of teenagers in a town uh, mm-hmm. because people are living in his house again, and that's I guess his last memory of the outside before he was cooped up in this like mental hospital um but then we have um the new dr loomis who <laughs> numis numis is that's what that's what uh uh james, james. called him on, on <laughs> yeah. Denny. yeah james and chelsea numis <laughs> this guy like uh, i feel like i think my only gripe with the movie would be like we didn't need another doctor in place mm-hmm. of Loomis. Like we gathered the fact that Loomis isn't here anymore. Like we didn't need like a new guy to mm-hmm. look just like Loomis again and act, try to act like him. And yeah, uh, he very much he, was supposed to be a, a new, a new Loomis. Yeah. He just kind of, he annoyed me like every scene he was in. I'm like, this guy sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit about this dude. I do kind of appreciate the twist with him at the end because I thought that was a very neat inverse of, of Loomis, but it the movie very much could have done without him, and it would still would have been fine. So, yeah, that that the scene specifically, like when uh, Michael's down, the guy takes his mask. I was mm-hmm. very afraid that they were going to make that guy just be Michael now. <laughs> like, I yeah, like Michael was actually dead. And, yeah, and, and, part of me was like, like, "There's yeah. no way they're actually going to do this," but then it was like, "Oh, this is a reboot. Anything can fucking happen." And like, maybe, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, please." That God, brief no. second, we were like, "Oh no." But then they basically did it with fucking ends and it just gave someone else fucking Michael for whatever goddamn yeah. reason. So it no, maybe that wasn't that too far happened. off. Yeah, that was too far off. But that, that movie has like such a great fucking random comedic scene with those two cops like talking about their fucking lunch or dinner or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes out. of I wonder nowhere. if it was improvised. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if it, was improvised. it felt like it was, <laughs> but it was just so natural. And it yeah. felt like something that two that two cops in the middle of the night in a car together just would have been talking about, and it's it's wonderful. It's so good. Um, but that that movie, aside from the, the teeth scene, it has another part in it that I really like. Even though it's like, I mean, 
it's a supernatural movie, I guess, quote unquote. Um, so the scene's not it doesn't make too much sense. Um, when they're in the backyard of the guy's house, when the dude's like in the backyard and Michael comes out and like the uh, oh, with the motion, motion lights, sensor yeah. lights are going on and off. And every time they flash, like Michael's like a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's it's a cool shot. I like that. Scene. It's very it's very cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, I don't know. It's it, it's hard to talk about this movie because I loved so much about it. And then they just butchered. Just everything but you know that, that I liked immediately ends and after kills it. are coming up. Yeah, in my head, I just accept that those two movies didn't happen, and the ending of this movie is how the franchise ended. Like yeah. Michael Myers. Spoiler alert: Michael Myers did indeed die in that house fire, and Laurie Strode and her daughter or granddaughter got away safely. That's that's how the franchise ends in my mind. That's how it should have ended. Do you do you think? Um, so his is almost death scene, I guess in that one is was that supposed to be like a like a reference back to part two by the fire because like when he gets like his eyeballs shot out and fucking blows up in fire and like he dies by fire again like a different sequel i don't know i mean it could be but at the same time it just seems like it it's a really flashy way for a for a killer to go out you know what i mean it was a like they're not just very eccentric not, way because that fucking yeah shit blows up <laughs> yeah because they're not just going to, like, sh- shoot him and then he's going to die. You know, that's not flashy enough for a guy. So I feel like fire, and especially since fire is symbolically, you know, used to, like, cleanse, you know, cleanse things. It just yeah. makes sense for fire to be the thing that takes Michael Myers out. But Because that was how his I ultimate just... death was previously when he gets he gets shot in both eyes and then the gas explodes because Loomis shoots right. it and sacrifices himself and fucking blows everything up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's supposed to end there because that's why they did Season of the Witch. But everybody hated yeah. it, so they just brought. They weren't back. even. They weren't even supposed to make a Halloween too, because originally the Halloween franchise was supposed to be an anthology horror franchise, mm-hmm. um, just centered around the holiday. Uh, but people loved Michael Myers so much that John Carpenter felt like he had to bring him back for part two. So, yeah. And w- what I thought was really was really neat when, uh, when I when James and Chelsea did their podcast talking about Halloween uh, ends, they were really hoping that they were going to bring in season the witch and say that it was the mask all along that was making michael myers do this thing because it was one of the masks made by the company in season of the witch yeah. um how do you do you feel like that would have been a i feel like that, i feel like anything would have been better than what would have been better than the, got, the so. fucking window come on dude i hated mm-hmm. that shit that was so stupid dude the the amount of disappointment i think that kills is honestly probably worse than ends just because of what it did to my hopes for this franchise. I went into oh, yeah, kills so it. excited because yeah. 2018 was so fucking good. The trailers for kills looked so goddamn hype. I went to that theater opening night. I was so excited and I left just just dejected because mm-hmm. literally a 90 degree drop in quality. So, and by the there time are people that love those movies. Out, I don't understand. I don't get it. At the very least, Kills is very violent. If you like the movies, because like it's aptly named, Michael Myers kills a shit ton of people in that movie. So, at the very least, it has that going for it. For it, and even then, the Evil end. The end scene. Tonight. Oh my god, that whole Evil side plot. Dies tonight. I hate that so much. And the final scene where the mob just like fucking ambushes Michael Myers. No one brought guns. 
They brought sticks Not a single and person. shovels, dude. What the fuck? And Michael Myers <laughs> still manages. Still, this fucking 60-year-old man manages to escape that. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god. They're doing the same thing that they did before. They're making Michael this unstoppable killing machine for no goddamn reason. Because that was officially when they, they decided to like label him as like supernatural. Was because of that movie. Where before yeah. that, it was just it was just like a guy with like a grudge, maybe, and that was it. Yeah, he was just and that was what hate. that's what made him interesting. But now, when he's an unstoppable killing machine who's evil just because, it's like that's not interesting. Yeah, like it's I mean, lazy. they did it in the past too, because after part two, obviously, like how the fuck do you come back? That's why that? I hate. Yeah, that's why uh, I hated it so much because I was I was finally happy that they were getting away from that, you know, and going yeah. back to the original. He's just a dude in a mask who likes killing people. That's fine. It's but. acceptable with Freddy and Jason because Freddy exists in dreams, so obviously he's gonna do whatever mm-hmm. he wants. Jason's already sure. established that he's he's basically a superhuman. Zombie. He's essentially a zombie. Yeah, they yeah. they firmly establish that. That's fine. So Halloween it doesn't it. ever. Yeah. Yeah, it Michael Myers is just supposed to be like Michael a psychopath, Myers. maybe a serial killer, yeah. but like you know, but yeah, it doesn't make know. any fucking sense. Kills Kills had that one scene too that really annoyed the shit out of me. Uh, towards the end, like right before all that happens with the, the when the cops are upstairs and when they're convincing themselves that the window is the reason that Michael's like the way he is. And then that cop stares out the window. Then he starts to get all weird. And I'm like, what? What are we doing? Like, is what are you trying to say with this? Look out this window and there's going to be a town of creepy, crazy people like this is so dumb. It's so yeah. dumb. And you finally have Michael in your grasp to kill him. Not a single person brings an actual fucking weapon. There was like Mm-mm. four people in that crowd that just showed up with nothing. They were just this is a this is a midwestern small town. You know some of those. You right have, guns. have some guns. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the... Illinois for God's sake. This is oh. rural Illinois. Where are the guns? And then ends. Not that dude... that's going to do anything at this point, but still. Yeah, and then ends just made him Pennywise, but mm-hmm. useless. A sewer make... troll. You know. Some random kid, fucking Michael Myers, at this point, and he's like, "It's like Batman and Robin. What is happening? Mm-hmm. This franchise is down the gutter. It's, it's it's dumb again. Yeah, thank God it's fucking over. Um, I hope no one else touches the franchise ever again. No, it, it, it it's it's it needs to be done. It just blacklist part two and three from the new fucking trilogy. Yeah, and move on." Cause that was awful. Yep. Even the way that they end it, with everyone's like carrying it, like, oh, dude, <laughs> this shit's so stupid. <laughs> I fucking hated it, man. Yeah. And then, you know, but honestly, hey. out of out of all three, the worst part that I I still will stand by is like the, the it made no sense. We're aware, Michael Myers. He's a he's a big dude. He's he's a big dude. He's strong. He's tall. He's old. He's bulky. He's fucking scary. Sure. sure. The whole town, at the same time, in a matter of 12 seconds, convinced themselves that this, like, five-foot-one, old-ass, escaped psychiatric patient was Michael Myers. Hunched over, running like goddamn Quasimodo, with greasy, Mm -hmm. fucking, straggly hair. And they thought, that's him, that's the guy who's been going around this guy. I don't know what the problem is, Joe. You just described Michael Myers to a T. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was watching it with my eyes closed, yeah. I guess. But then it's, <laughs> that scene is so sad, too. because he That fucking, entire side plot. 
I get the point they were trying to make, but they didn't make it very well. That scene, like, genuinely was, it was actually sad to watch. It was sad, because, like... It was. It's horrible it was the depressing. way the guy dies. But then it's like, yeah. you guys are fucking stupid. How did you convince yourself this is him? I can understand, like, it's, like, the, the point that they were going for, but it was executed terribly. How the fuck yeah, is this Yeah, and they didn't even learn anything, because then they all ganged up on Michael Myers anyway. And they saw him and it before didn't do this. Anything. You think he shrunk three feet? Like, I don't and get it. And it didn't do anything. Mob Justice didn't even work. You so went back to dumb. Mob Justice and it didn't even work. It... Yeah, literally. The whole movie is pointless. Uh, it was so bad. Two and three are just awful. Yeah. Fuck At you, Dave. 2018 is good. Just watch yeah. 2018 three times in a row and, and then pretend that that's where it ended. Pretend that there wasn't a Halloween kills or a Halloween ends or a Halloween fucks or a Halloween dies or anything. Anything. Yeah. Man. All so. right. What we what we what we feeling for this one? I'm actually thinking, like, I know it got really good reviews, but I'm still feeling like it's it's 70s. Like, it's good reviews yeah. for a for a for a slasher movie. So 70, I'm feeling 70s. 74 is gonna be my guess. Let's just do this so we can look at the dog shit. The other ones. 79. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hi. Hi. 70s. That's pretty good. Yeah. Halloween. Critics enjoyed ends. End kills more than Rob Zombie's remake. That's kind of ridiculous. Like that? 39. No. No. How does the audience prefer? Like it? I don't know. No. Even that's pretty high. It is very high. It doesn't deserve any yeah. of this shit. Nope. Twenty eighteen seventy nine percent. It's a good score. That's that's, that's solid. Also, I agree with that. Understandable yeah. for a rebooted, basically fr franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Dear valued listeners, we decided due to the fact that this episode was fucking long as shit that uh, we're just going to split this baby in two and uh, give you the rest tomorrow. So thanks for listening so far. Stick around and uh, we hope to see you tomorrow for the rest of this. Thanks. Bye.